Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. You know, I get the question all the time, Conrad, I know you help people save money and you help people refinance, but could you actually help me buy a house? Yeah, buddy. Come on now. Buywithconrad.com is your hookup. And let me give you a heads up. You don't need a huge down payment to buy a house in 2022. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. There are still loan programs out there that can get you out of your apartment and into a brand new house with no money down. And I know it sounds too good to be true, but buddy, we're doing it pretty routinely. And you don't have to be a veteran, but yeah, we can still help our veterans get into a house with no money down. But more importantly, we're going to help you get on the path to buy a house this year. You see, a lot of times we have these conversations and folks say, well, I've got a little bit of time left on my lease, or I'm not sure exactly when I'll be ready or how much of a down payment do I need to save up? My advice, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's start the pre-approval process. Let's know what your new house payment could look like. You'll tell us how much down payment you want to have. Maybe the answer is zero. That's cool. And then you'll tell us what you want your monthly payment to be. And then you go shopping for your dream home. But step one starts at buywithconrad.com. And hey, did you know that when you go to file your taxes as a homeowner, you're going to get a statement back from your mortgage company that's going to say, hey, you can write off this amount of interest this year. How much of your rent are you writing off this year? None of it. Oh, and by the way, what's your interest rate on your rent? Well, that would be 100%, pal. You know you can do better than 100% interest. That's what rent is. Stop throwing your money away. And by the way, we can even help you get rid of your current house and get into a better house if you already have a house, but you think, you know what? It's time for a new place. We can help you at buywithconrad.com. That's buywithconrad.com, B-U-Y with Conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And be sure to ask about our green light underwrite. We can actually get your file completely underwritten, and that allows you to negotiate like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. 
Let me tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxofgimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald heavy geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxofgimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. We are broadcasting today's episode of What Happened When from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Sarkade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tactics, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA, and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and first North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, world title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow, Russo, Arquette, Champ, Vinny, Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh, Lois rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tomsey's a good-looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Better than I deserve. Heard that one before. I have. I like that one. Yeah, man. I know you do. How you doing? Man, I am uh, happier than a puppy with two Peters, because as you're listening to this, I am on spring break. How about that? That's tremendous. I I wish, you know, even when the kids were younger, they're all of course grown and out of the house, but even when the kids were in high school or school age, we never really took a spring break. We never really went anywhere as a family. We always just kind of stayed home. That's how boring we were. Wow. That sucks. But I know a lot of families do leave for spring break and go and spring break comes at various times for various different school systems. I get that, but we never did. We never did do that stuff. So there we are. Well, I got a weird deal this year, Tony, because I got two spring breaks. Uh, my kids are in different school systems. They're both seniors this year. So this is our last spring break year, but I get one this month and I get one next month and, uh, I'm pretty fired up about it, man. Cause you know, I got to make both the girls feel special. So, Hey, I guess I got to go twice. Sucks to be me. (laughs) Well, you're a, you're, you're a great host and a great person when it comes to making people, people feel special. So they'll, they'll have a good time. I'm pretty fired up about today because we're not just talking about spring break. We're actually going to be watching spring break. It's spring break, 1998. It's a nitro from season four, episode 11 on Pacock. So pull it up. March 16th said another way, three sixteen, nineteen ninety eight. 1998. Season four, episode 11. This is going to be a lot of fun. And Tony, the thing I'm looking forward to the most down at the beach. Do you want to guess? Uh, no, I don't want to guess, but go ahead. Sleep. Yeah. 
You're gonna you're gonna set in the sun and, and bake like an old son bitch. Well, I'm gonna do that when I wake up. But I'm telling you this: I'm going to bed early and I'm sleeping late thanks to chili sleep. You see, science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. And Tony, I've known that for a while. You've spent the night at my house before, and you even commented on how damn cold I kept it. Well, I knew I slept better at night. But now I've realized I don't need my dining room to be cold. I don't need my closets to be cold. I need my bed to be cold. It turns out I was right. You see, temperature controlled sleep restores your testosterone levels. It's going to repair your muscles after a hard day's work. It's going to improve your cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Now, chili sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. And Tony, this has proven out for me. I feel better than ever right now. I know I'm more productive than ever, and it's all because of chili sleep. Chili sleep makes the Uller and the cube sleep system. These are hydropower temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to give you the ideal sleep temperature. So Megan likes her bed a little warmer. I like mine a little cooler, but we sleep in the same bed. Not a problem with chili sleep. You see these luxury mattress pads, keep your bed at the perfect temperature, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Got a question for you, Tony. Can I do a commercial without you being a jackass? Here's another one. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Can you do it? Well, chili sleep can make it happen for you. They did for me. And for an extra layer of comfort, they've also got the chili blanket, which is the ultimate weighted blanket that can also be repaired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat-free sleep. So head over to chilisleep.com forward slash WHW to learn more and check out a special offer. And Tony, a little birdie told me it's their best offer yet. They're offering 30% off. That's right. Whoa. 30% off the best that? offer ever. It's available exclusively for what happened when listeners and only for a limited time. One more time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com slash WHW to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. And Tony, I believe in this so much. I've got one. You've got one. Bruce has one. Eric has one, but I've made my parents get one. I got Casio kid one. Old Dave Silva's getting one. Uh, Scott, our hotel guy, he's got one. Our gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins, he has one. Everybody I know talks about chili sleep and how much of a home run it's been for their life. I'm more productive prior to chili sleep. I didn't dream at all. Now I've got bright, vivid, colorful dreams. Prior to chili sleep, I'd have that late afternoon, you know, the old two o'clock crash. Not anymore. I power through the day. It's all thanks to chili sleep. Tony, just last night, I slept nine hours. Can you imagine how long I'm going to sleep on vacation? I might sleep for a damn day. You need to go out to the bar too, man. The bar. Yeah. No, I need to go to chilisleep.com forward slash WHW. I I know what I'm saying is when you wake up comma, you need to go out, out to the bar and drink. Oh, well, I'm not going to go to the bar and drink. I'm going to take my own booze to the beach. You see, gotcha. Good plan. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation. We thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, because I don't want to uh, play bumper cars like Lois coming home from uh, Walgreens. No, she doesn't do that. She doesn't play bumper cars or she doesn't go to Walgreens. 
Uh, she doesn't play bumper cars. She doesn't go to Walgreens. She doesn't like any of those places like that. Lois, uh, right now as we talk, is out at a physical therapist, and I thought maybe I would have to drive her, but no, she's doing it herself, which is great. Ding. So uh, uh, that's so much funny because I didn't think she did that. What last time me and you talked, you said all I said, "Hey man, what's Lois doing?" You said, "Same as always." And I said, "What yeah. is that?" And you said, "Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit." That's what you said. <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's funny. But I I can tell you this about Lois: she her life is changing. Is it's changing before or after she saw the video on Facebook of you calling her Ed Asner? No. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, about that, but, uh, I can tell you this, that her life is changing. She has lost a lot of weight. Really? Yes, she has 40 plus pounds. She's lost. Holy cow. Congratulations. That's a big deal, but she's looking great. She's feeling great. And I think, uh, she's, she may get some surgery on her knee and her back. I hope she does because, you know, once this, uh, pandemic gets, finally over. And I really didn't think it would ever end and maybe it won't, but I'm pretty optimistic that it will now. Once it ends, maybe that she can start traveling with me a little bit because she hasn't traveled with me at all, man. That would be so fun Mm -hmm. because I, here's what I know. I mean, just Mm -hmm. knowing you the way I do that you are just a West Virginia hillbilly. It's a Virginia hillbilly. Don't put West on that. Because you are also from Southern Tennessee, but go ahead. I want to put some respect on your name, but I want to put mm-hmm. some blue chew on your dick this time. Watch out. Watch out. What? Let's get off the couch. Let's get back in the bedroom. Blue chew can help Tony. And well, listen, Tony, yeah, I need see. you to know this. And anybody who can wear your hair on TV every week knows that confidence can take you far in life. <laughs> and when you feel confident, you're at your best, especially when it comes time to <clears throat> step up to the plate. And I know that you might feel a little rusty with you and Lois, but that's where blue chew comes in, bud. You see, blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form. Now it's a fraction of the cost, but chewable form, just like those parking lot panties that old Klondike bill found that one time you can take these dudes anytime day or night, just like a phone call from Vince McMahon. So you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now the process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Now here's the best part, Tony, especially for a shut in like you, it's all done online. So that means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations about your wiener and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. Privacy is key here, Tony, especially when it comes to your wiener. Now, women say there's nothing sexier than confidence and blue chew can help give you the confidence where it counts. And Tony, I'm talking about your wiener, man. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform blue chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try blue chew for free. When you use our promo code WHW, like what happened when Tony mounted Lois at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is WHW to receive your first month for free. One more time, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast and Tony's button on a fur coat. Somewhere around here. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. 
Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. So if Lois starts making towns with you again. I wouldn't go that far. Well, let's just say she does. Okay. You're going to have Rebel stand in the corner and cheer you on like she does Britt Baker. Go, Tony, go. I can just see her hitting the side of the bed. Go, Tony, go. Let's go, Tony. Oh, oh, no, no. See, now, boy, you are really reaching for some shit here. What? You are. What? Cheer on the side of the bed like she does the Brit. Come on. What's wrong? What is wrong with you? Well, what would be fun would be. What happened to you uh, 30 years ago? Did, did, did Larry drop you onto your head? Yep. Son. I'm a Toys R Us kid. You're I don't want to grow fuck. up. You're weird I'm a Toys R Us kid. My mama yeah. dropped me on the head and this is what it did. <laughs> so, Hey, uh, are you telling me you wouldn't love to have, uh, just hear me out now. Yeah. Let's no, say I'm not hearing you out. Go ahead. You're talking, but I ain't hearing rebel could be your manager. See, rebel could hearing. give you some pointers. You see yeah. rebel. She's got it down pat. Yeah. She could give you some pointers. She could start calling spots from outside. She could give no. you some advice. She could throw no. in the towel when it was time, when she thought Lois had had enough, or maybe we could even, if you want to really ramp it up, we could give her some leather, let her be a lumberjack. Okay. So let's say you bang Lois off the bed and Lois comes down, whack, whack. And then she goes back in. It could work. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day, but that being said, I don't bring my, I wouldn't bring my wife on the road with me Why not? to have, to have sex. You see, when you get what? older, no, no, like, no, buddy, if no, my wife, that, my, eh, let me just tell you now, my wife knows if we're sleeping overnight somewhere, mm-hmm. she's going to put me over. That's the way that works. Well, see, I was going to say that at my age. It's about companionship. It's not necessarily about sex. That's fucking lame. That. That's lame. Well, you're going to get old one day. No, man. Listen, we'll, we'll I've been out. working on the railroad all the live long day. That, that's Three. what you're oh. doing up there in West Virginia. It's Virginia. Whatever. You Southern Tennessee schmuck. Listen, you asked what happened to me 30 years ago. Let me tell you what happened to me 30 years ago. I was plopped down in front of the TV, eating a bowl of cereal, looking at some old wrestling. And that's what we're going to do hey, today. Baby. We're going to be watching March 16th, 1998. But back then I was eating cereal that you really probably shouldn't be eating. You know, it's filled with sugar and junk like that. Uh-uh, not anymore. Not in 2022. Now we're rocking the magic spoon. This is Arn Anderson's favorite, by the way, it's got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. We're talking magic spoon. We're talking only 140 calories a serving. We're talking keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb. And Tony, we want you to build your own box. Available flavors. Are you ready for this? Build your own custom bundle. Coco, fruity, frosted, (laughs) peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream. And the Arn Anderson favorite. 
I'll take maple waffle. Something for everybody. Maybe you're like a fat genius like Dave Silva and you want to combine both your cocoa and your peanut butter, but you don't want to eat bad. But this is only 140 calories a serving, daddy. And what do you got mm. now? Peanut butter cup. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash WHW to grab a custom bundle of cereal. And be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash WHW. And be Mm -hmm. sure to use the code WHW to save $5 off. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's episode and a delicious breakfast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tony, are you ready to watch some fucking Nitro, man? Well, I'm not so sure I'm ready to revisit Club La Vila. My, my favorite spring break was South Padre Island. Yeah. We figures. Cause y'all were circling the drain. <laughs> and then of course, back in club La Vila, we went right through the drain, which by the way, it was at club La Vila where I said my very famous, uh, I don't know. It was very famous, but I know a couple of fans picked up on it when Lord Steven Regal ripped on us. And I said, I did a lot of things in my career. And one of them was putting your ass over every night. It's one of the, the lines that I remember that I said that night, but anyway, that's not this show. That's a show in the future. And I'm sure we will cover that as we move along here. Let me ask you, if you got your Ben gay and hemorrhoid cream, would that get your ass excited? Because you're about as fucking low energy as I recall you. Nothing happening. Motherfucker. Are you, what are you talking about? Low energy, man. I've had two monsters. Lois is out of the house. Got my Listen, best friend bug here. You got five I got a kids. Of can- I got a couple of candles burning here. I got my favorite scents. I got two candles burning up here to the right. I'm in the captain America chair. I'm in the mind. I'm in the Batman room. I got lights here. I got a, I got a, a an iMac here. I've got this AEW garb on. I don't even have, I don't even have pants on. I got Jamas on and look here. If you're looking on video, I got, I, I got Uggs slippers on. Okay. How much excitement and I got, and I guess what else I got? I got a brand new safe, a safe. I bought a safe. Okay. What'd you put in your safe? What I put in my safe? What's in your safe? I wouldn't say because the IRS may say something about it, but I would, uh, I got things in my safe, like important documents and things like that. So, uh, and I got these things here. Look at this. Look what I got. If you're looking on video audio implements. Okay. So that next time I have an IFB in my ear, it will actually fit and not fall out for a freaking change. 
All right. Look at this. Look at this. I got all these things that I got to sign, all these cards and things I got to sign because thank God uh, most people have listened and sent it to my mailbox and not my home. Um, and I'm still thinking about the next time you send something to my house, not responding. But I'm not like that. I'm a good guy. I like, I like to. Th- you know how I know you're a good guy? You're home alone and you lit some candles. What the fuck is wrong with you? I like, I like the, I like candles. I like, you know what my favorite candle is? My, my favorite essence is my favorite aroma is of candles for candles. Did you just say my favorite essence? Essence. Yes. This is our last podcast. Uh, (laughs) Polly Bromwell will be back next week. Oh, geez. It will be. It is Mary Cookie, M E R R Y Cookie. Do you get it at uh, Bath and Body Works? Oh. And it smells like your bacon cookies in your house. When was the last time you stood to take a piss? <laughs> Do you remember? When was the last time yes. you, you used your hands to eat a piece of meat? Okay. Do you mean like, uh, the butcher coming down and eating a pork chop the other night? <laughs> I, just anything. I, I, I just feel like right now you're the type of motherfucker that would use a knife and fork on a Snickers bar. Okay. Let me also tell you what I do just so you could give, give you some ammunition to rip on me. That's not how you say that word, but go ahead. Okay. A- ammunition. Go ahead. Ammunition. Well, third time's a charm. You got it. Fodder. Yeah. I'm a big fodder. Okay. Big fan of fodder. You, you sure you a big mother fodder. So I get, I moisturize my face mostly twice a day, sometimes once a day, but I make sure I moisturize it with sunblock. Just, you know, okay. next time I get, just I, get my, I get my, I get my nails done, but I don't just get my nails done. I get gel nail. I get gel on it to keep my nails strong. Okay. I also moisturize my lips every night with a, uh, with a white petroleum jelly. I moisturize my hands and my, the, uh, tattoos I have on my arms and my arms. I got some laser treatment done to my arms to get the age spots off. Uh, I moisturize my feet. Now every night what I do, I take uh, like cocoa butter or shea butter or something, some moisturizer and I, and I just lather on my feet and then I put, uh, athletic socks on. So that night my feet will wake wake up when I wake up, my feet will be very, very nice. So that's all that I do. But let me just tell you, Tony, you done changed when, when me and you met, you took one bath a week. Now you got a moisturization routine. Mm-hmm. It's time to get out of the makeup chair and get us a countdown and let's start the fucking show. I also brush my teeth twice a day and floss at night and use a water pick during the day. How often do you clean your butt out? a considerable amount of time. Okay. And the crotch, you know, do you want to, uh, before we, uh, go any further, I'm really just, I'd like to, I'd like to watch the show. Would you like to talk about Goliath life before we go any further? Go ahead. You do it, Tony. No, I want you to do it. All right. Hey, we're all going to die. Get yourself some fucking insurance. Go to goliathlife.com. They'll get you a bunch of quotes, make it super fast, make it super easy. Or say, fuck your family, die and leave them a bunch of bills. Let's see how that works out. That's it. I mean, listen, if you don't have life insurance, you're a selfish asshole motherfucker. 
You don't okay. care about your wife or your kids. You're just going to let them mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. Unless you're just independently yeah. wealthy and you're leaving a bunch of cash. Otherwise you're leaving a bunch of stress. Don't do that. Yeah. Go to goliathlife.com. They make it fast and easy. And they even hook my fat ass up. You can do it too. Goliathlife.com. Yeah. Right. Any- goliathlife.com streamlines life insurance process by allowing even <laughs> miserable fucks like Conrad to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. And as we know, Conrad's budget is no budget. He just spends money like there's no tomorrow, like he was his father-in-law. So you pick your price, you start online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I want to see a lady come with a hypodermic needle to stick in Conrad's arm to say, hey, lose weight. I've done it. They've sent someone to my right here to the home, to the Bat Cave. Funny, funny story about what happened when they sent somebody to the Bat Cave. You ready? I'm ready. Lady come. Lady comes in. She is, I'm here sitting in the, in this chair, I, I wheel it around and she's actually, uh, taking my blood pressure and everything. And Lois sticks her head in. And I said, I'm busy. And I said, that's my mom. And the lady looked up and Lois said, you shouldn't say that. And Lois walked away and the lady looked at me. She says, I'm sorry to upset your mom. She really thought she was my mom. I thought that was hilarious. So anyway, so that's what I think. So goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. And as you know, Conrad does not have much time because he has now 5,000 different podcasts with people in wrestling. Get multiple quotes quick right now from the comfort of your own home like Conrad can, or if you're on the beach like Conrad or getting drunk like Conrad, you can still get those quotes. A few easy clicks right now, goliathlife.com. Hey, uh, <clears throat> Did you know? Because I did not know. Oh boy. That you're an asshole? Because <laughs> no. I'll have you know. No, I'm not because it, I, I'm a real good guy, but for some reason, you bring out the assholey in me. For some reason. I'm a good guy. I, um, I'll have you know, I have lost weight, you motherfucker. You. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Throw a deck chair off the, uh, Queen Mary. Well, I don't know what the Queen Mary is. Is that your nickname for Lois's nether regions? Mm, wow. What? I just figure at this point, after all those kids walked out of that motherfucker like Stargate, it maybe was like cruise ship ready. <laughs> is that what you do? Say, I'm approaching starboard. I mean, nope. What, what, nope. What is- nope. I will. I will not do that. Yeah. I will not go there. But you can, because again, you drag me down the hole with you. You called your wife Ed Asner. I don't, I have no recollection of that. Well, I mean, I have it on video. Well, I'm sure you do. Can we watch the fucking show? I've asked for this for a half hour. Okay. All right. You ready? I don't know. Emma. Emma. Yeah. Emma. Here we go. Alrighty then. Take a spring break from house payments at savewithconrad.com. That's right. No house payments for two months at savewithconrad.com. Cue up Steph Chesney.
WCW Monday Nitro Spring Breakout 1998, sponsored by Burst Gum from Panama City, Florida. Fight the burst with Burst Gum. How about a little plug for the gum? I like that. Yeah, how about that? A little sponsorship. This uh, this opening was shot in Disney on the Disney's uh, set, the uh, downtown Disney they have at the MGM Studios, which is now the Hollywood Studios. I don't think they have this anymore. I think uh, thanks to uh, all the Star Wars stuff, they've removed all this. Good. Yeah. You ready for Club La Vila? And you are looking live at the Emerald Coast of Florida as we come to you live from the largest nightclub in the United States, Club La Vila. It's spring breakout, 19 and 98. And for the next three hours, Panama City Beach, Florida will light up with the stars of World Championship Wrestling as we bring you America's number one program. Welcome to WCW Monday Nitro. It is our second year for Spring Breakout, and as you can see, they are literally jammed 10 deep all around the ring. College students from all over this country, from Canada, have come to Club La Vila, to Panama City Beach, to begin Spring Break 1998. With that in mind, we bring you Spring Breakout. And what a telecast we plan to have for you tonight, everyone. Tony Schiavone, Iron Mike Tanay, the living legend Larry Zabisco. Last night, Uncensored aired from Mobile, Alabama, about three hours west of here. And just when we thought, just when we thought the NWO was falling apart at the seams, what happens last night in the cage? We're going to show you exactly what happened last night in the cage, Mike Tanay, as we take a look at some of the footage that went down last night from Uncensored. Here's what happened. Hollywood Hogan and the Macho Man, it was a brutal matchup. Well, Uncensored is an event known for its unpredictability. Last night certainly did not disappoint. The cage match between Hollywood Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage. And Tony, just when we think that we have all the NWO answers, the New World Order certainly changes the question. There you see interference from that newest addition to the NWO. Sting in to make the save for the Macho Man Randy Savage. And that Sting was standing side by side with the Macho Man Randy Savage. He gets leveled by the Macho Man Larry Zabisco. You know, I hate to say this, but I told you so. You cannot trust anybody. Again, what a perfect example of the mental instability of Savage. Savage telling Hollywood Hogan, NWO for life. And Sting, over the past few weeks, past month and a half, we have seen Sting come to the aid of the Macho Man Randy Savage in the cage last night. He came down, as you saw, once again. And then we saw what happened to the World Heavyweight Champion. It kept off a wild night in Uncensored. Certainly did. And just at the point that we thought that Sting and the Macho Man Randy Savage had formed a bond, now it certainly looks otherwise. And just when you think you have the NWO at bay, just when you think they are falling apart at the seams, the NWO comes together again now, apparently stronger than ever, Larry. Strong Stronger than ever, but still, Randy Macho Man Savage. You know, what's going through his mind? Is he going to be good for the New World Order? That is the question we'll have to well, wait a minute. have to answer as we hear Hollywood Hogan's music crank up. And as you look live here at Panama City Beach, Florida, well, let me also say that last night Sting held on to the WCW World Heavyweight Title. Diamond Dallas Page retained the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. 
Chris Jericho is still the Cruiserweight champ, and Booker T is still the television champion. And that all occurred last night, and of course... So there you go. There's your recap. Tells you where we are here in 1998. And here comes the NWO with the big, bad booty daddy ravishing Rick rude, the former Mr. Perfect. Uh, of course we got Conan. We got buff Bagwell. We got, uh, Kevin Nash and his spring break attire. And yes, this is the cannonball episode, Yeah, but we couldn't do it. Scott but Norton's there. The biggest star of them all Hulk Hogan. Who, by the way, as we're recording this, cause we're trying to get ahead, TMZ just had breaking news about Hulk Hogan. Have you heard the news? I have not. It's breaking. So okay. are you sitting down? Yeah, of course I am. I never thought I'd be able to say this here on the show, especially when he's coming to the ring like this, this is a sad day for professional wrestling. Unbelievable that this has happened, uh. but Hulk Hogan says he's never going to wrestle again. Mm. I'm done wrestling. 23 surgeries in 10 years. TMZ made that a headline buddy. And my favorite is it says breaking news. I'm like, are you fucking serious? We could have told you that a long time ago. Wow. Uh, I think we can safely say that TMZ has jumped the shark with that. It's a slow news day. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cineburst. Where are you at on Cineburst? Uh, I think it's uh, cinnamon. It's spicy and it burstly. Oh, well, that was pretty weak. Hmm. Do you prefer Cineburst or Big Red? Uh, I like Big Red a lot. Oh, let's take a listen here. Hey, oh, Dusty. Hey. The gang's all here. And just when everybody thought the NWO was going to fall apart, that there would be a split. In the NWO. Imagine that. Hollywood, as usual, saved the day for all of us. Family, family, family. As you can see, I've got my whole family with me. And you know, it's nice to have the real giant in the family. Kevin Nash is undisputed, the big man, the real giant in professional wrestling. And oh yeah, the NWO, our boss, Mr. Bischoff in Hollywood, we've been behind him all the way, especially myself. If it was an arm wrestling match, he could have flashed a giant. But the giant stooped to the lowest measures of cheating, of taking shortcuts. And yes, brothers, Kevin Nash, the better man, beat the giant right in the center of the ring. And I stood behind him all the way. These are good years here for WCW. This is right before Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the world title. The Austin era begins. But in this era, you guys are up against some pretty stiff competition because on the other channel, Mike Tyson's running around, but. 13 days after this stone cold's era begins the very next month. They beat you guys for the first time in a long time. in the 83 weeks come to an end. Did you feel like you were on the downhill slope here? Yeah. I, I, I told you this before. I thought we were on the downhill slope after Starcade 97. That's when I thought it began. And by the way, you can, you can find more about that at butts and seats, the Tony Schiavone story available on Amazon. But, um, uh, 
I did, and I, and I knew it. And not only that, I, look, you know, I, I really don't, you, you know this about me. I think you know this about me. I don't know that. I really don't like listening or watching myself. Right. I don't. We will do something in the backstage area like, like a pre-tape. And Jess or San, uh, or Sanjay, our backstage producers, will say, let's take a look at it now. And I won't watch it. I'll hand him the mic. I said, just tell me if I got to do it again. I'll walk away and all the guys or girls are around and watching. So that being said, I really, really did not like my open at all. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was just me talking way too much. You're hard on yourself. I should have said Mike. I should have let Mike and, uh, and Zabisco talk more. I don't know. And also I was a fat ass there, as you can tell, but I just, man, I just, no wonder I was fans hated me. I was just a freaking obnoxious. And speaking of that is like dusty Rhodes doesn't belong there. Does he? No, he turned heel and sold out 1998, but it didn't work. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't like him as a heel ever, but right. Yeah. How about, uh, Kevin Nash? Do you think he's doing, uh, I think I heard one of the boys refer to it and boy, this is not the, the phrase you use anymore, but it was a, a rap pivot. Cause it feels like they've, they've keyed in on something. And I wonder if it, they're talking trash to somebody or cause they're, they're de- definitely not playing to the camera and working. Right. They're, they're having a, a fun time. Well, they're checking out the women too. I can tell you that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I just yeah. assumed that that was the deal, but it's like, Hey yeah. buddy, you're on TV. <clears throat> Your wives might be watching, might not be the best thing. Uh, they don't care. Well, it's in character too. Yeah. Right. I wonder I mean, if, I wonder if some of the guys ever pulled that stunt. What's like that? hypothetically, you think I'm not saying that it ever happened. I don't believe it did, but let's say Kevin Nash were to step out. I don't think he would, but let's just say he did for pretend. Do you think he would be sure to state in a loud and clear voice when she was like, Hey, Kevin, you'd be like, mm, you're talking to diesel. Kevin was never here. Mm. I feel like that would be a Tony Schiavone move. Try to fade the heat to your fictional character. Oh, I don't have a fictional character. No, I, yeah, I know, but all right. I'll let you do the driving here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you kind of lost me at that. And you use all right. So Hulk Hogan was once on the stand and he said, Hulk Hogan has a 10 inch penis on the radio. Okay. He did an appearance on Bubba, the love sponge. And he talks about his 10 inch penis. Wow. And then he said, Hulk Hogan has a 10 inch penis. Terry Bollea does not. Oh, okay. It's a working penis. You see, (laughs) so he, (laughs) I got him. Oh, working penis. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I wonder if one of the guys were like, no, Kevin Nash was not here tonight. That was diesel. No. Okay. Check me out on Monday night roll. <laughs> I could, t- I could totally see that. I could totally mm. see Scorpio sky hitting a chick with that. Oh, no, 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 that, no. That's not my name. I'm Scorpio sky sugar. That's what you'll know me as. There was one of these nitro girls. I believe it was the one between Kimberly and Rebecca there, the blonde in the right that Larry Zabisco just loved. What's wrong with that? Yeah, but he called her the little goddess, that little goddess. He will always put her over. It just really 
How about the nitro party commercial? You know, Cassio kid did a nitro party video. I wish we could it, find that. Wow. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be tremendous. Does he's got to have it somewhere that, well, I don't know about you, but we have either donated or thrown away all our VHSs. You know what we should okay. do? We should invite Cassie or kid to do a run in. Yeah. Why not? Oh my gosh. Look who it is. Uh, uh, down through the Emerald coast uh, from South Alabama. We noticed that it was literally jammed with college students everywhere. And it's would, would someone take a good look at Lodi? This guy loves signs, doesn't he? Now who's he giving free plugs to? Night nitro all night long. He's giving three plugs to the goofs all around the world because he's one of them. A big loady sucks chant. Here comes the Yete with the oh, and and there's Perry Saturn just sitting on a little floating platform all by himself. Mm -hmm. What do you think about uh, this set? Do you like the way this looks? I love it. Fans love it. it. I thought it had a great look. Yes, I did. To put it, to have a floating, to have a, a basically a, a floating, uh, ring is quite, uh, quite inventive. You know, is this, um, David Crockett's handiwork? Yeah. David, well, David Crockett would kind of supervise all this, but obviously he had people, you know, yeah, but David was the one that they would go out and they would take a look at this place and they'd say, can we do it? And David would confer with some people and he would let Eric know, yes, we can do it. Yeah, this is David. This is all David Crockett here, buddy. But you know, I mean, you got to credit obviously a lot of other people too. But the key to being oh, well, here we go. The key to being uh, good at what David was doing is having good people work underneath you. Obviously, good crew. But it's a crew that you put together, so you obviously take a lot of credit for it. Goldberg coming out to the ring and remember mm. this is March 16th, 1998. So this is before he won the world title. Let's, uh, let's track the entire thing just for old time's sake. Okay. Tonight from there, it said meathead. You see that did not say feather. I knew it. it well, said, the card was bent when I was reading it. Well, he doesn't want to do that. What's he thinking of here? Of all people. Why would you? Well, Goldberg immediately after the big press slam drives a few shoulders in. God damn. The spear, and that one caught him up in the chest. I'm near the sternum. Goldberg has him hooked. Doesn't look like we're going to have to wait long for the jackhammer. Count him out. Count everybody out. Hey, you know what? It's not for everybody. I understand why a lot of people don't love it and don't like him and da, 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 but that shit was over right there, man. Damn right. And now the, uh, everybody's attacking him, but do you think that he gives a damn? Oh, he ain't going to sell nothing. He ain't going to sell shit. But guess what? He was told not to sell shit. Hmm. Don't worry. Life would get better from, for Billy Kidman from there. He'd eventually go on to marry Tori Wilson. Mm Mm-hmm. But that one was for all of us because you married Tori Wilson. 
And I don't know what's worse, being speared by or being power slammed by Goldberg or having Van Hammer carry you off. Oh, here comes Saturn. Now this yeah. we got to track. And he's almost daring Saturn to get in. Let's take a look one more. Whoa, what a random cut there. As Saturn's mm. teasing, getting in, takes his jacket off. You show replays. Look at this spear. That was fun, man. Still not done with him. Picks him up, Willie. Gets that oxygen. We have an extended replay here. They replayed the entire match. At this point, they know something's going on with this guy, something special. Permanent hibernation by one man, Goldberg. Goldberg is awesome. The undaunted win streak continues here on WCW Monday Nitro. That Goldberg told El Nino stay out of the panhandle Monday, and it did. It's El Nino, not El Nino. El Nino. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a living legend. Who gives a damn, right? That was funny. El Nino. Well, by the way, things really started to heat up in this era. Uh, your old pal, Sean Waltman was at the center of a lot of the conversation. Oh, okay. The situation regarding Sean Waltman, if anything, got hotter over the past week with no explanation as to his firing other than Eric Bischoff was trying to send a message to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Waltman, who had approximately 18 months left on a three-year contract was given his termination via a FedEx from WCW vice president, Nick Lambros on March the 9th. And immediately his agent, Barry bloomed opened up negotiations with the world wrestling federation. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't. And some hot news, perhaps the hottest news during this calendar year, arguably one of the greats in professional wrestling has apparently called it quits. He is gone. That story is breaking right now. We're doing research even as we speak, and we'll have that exclusive story for you tonight on the hotline. This one is a shocker, and to tell you the truth, I think WCW may be taking quite a severe hit with the departure of the gentleman I'm talking about. For all the details, pick up the phone right now and give me a call at 1-900-909-9900. Call the WCW hotline, 1-900-909-9900. For you folks in Canada, the number on the screen is the one you need to call. Right now, let's get you back to more action on Nitro. Nitro, thanks a lot, Gene, continues to set the standard for professional wrestling all around the globe. And we mm, are very do we ever. I think he was talking about Sean Waltman there, wasn't he? He says, as the week went on, there was no contact between the front office at WCW and Waltman, although Waltman had been told by Nash that Bischoff had agreed to quote, unquote, make everything right. But this brought up another situation far larger than the situation with Waltman and the reality to the fantasy that many people have for the short-term future of the business in this country, amongst all the turmoil Waltman's firing with no apparent reason given other than he had the wrong friends at the wrong time, combined with the fact that Bischoff had fired him last year for about one hour after being mad about him pulling Ric Flair's tights down during a match made him not only open negotiations with the WWF, but ready to go as a free agent. However, the WWF's offer to him was described as embarrassing, mm-hmm. believed to represent a substantial cut in pay, at least when it came to the downside guarantee from his WCW deal. <clears throat> so this brings the business reality of a wrestler with a family and two children, even if he thought he could get a better push somewhere else or had a very legitimate reason to be mad at management and thus wanted to go somewhere else. The decision-making process keeps them from avoiding the move. 
The bottom line is there may be one or two wrestlers so mad. They'd be willing to take a massive pay cut to get out of WCW. And there may even be one or two who, because the WWFC's major potential in them would be offered something in the same ballpark as to what they're making. But as a general rule, and every case is different and Waltman's case for many reasons is clearly unique. You aren't going to see many wrestlers, at least those with families jump to a new job when the new offer isn't even in the competitive ballpark. I mean, I think that's, uh, that's just the reality of where wrestling is right now too. Like, you know, yeah, I did a poll the other day because we had a, a bit of an argument in our group chat. I got some idiots in there (laughs) and you know that, but some of these idiots were like, well, I don't care what they pay. I would just want to have creative freedom. And I'm like, well, then that's a hobby to you, bro, because you don't work where you work right now for the creative freedom. You work where you work right now because of what they pay you. Right. And I think sometimes we, as wrestling fans get so caught up and the creative and our fandom that we forget, this is what this guy does for an income to take, you know, he, he buys a house with this and pays for supper for his family and pays the light bill. That stuff matters. We can say it doesn't because it doesn't matter because it's not your money, but when it's somebody else's life, it definitely matters. Yep. So I did a poll. JR always says it comes down to the two C's in wrestling cash and creative. Mm. So what's more important cash or creative cash won two votes to one. So two out of three folks voted cash. Only one out of three voted creative. But yet whenever we take to social media, that's all we see is complaints about creative. So yeah, because it's not their cash. So there you go. That's right. So l- let me advise you that whomever in this wacko poll that you did, whoever voted for creative, kick them out of your text chain have nothing to do with them anymore. Well, no, listen, the world needs idiots, you know? Yeah. Okay. I get it. You can go with creative. If you have already established yourself with, as we say, fuck you money. Yes, that's it. So right. see a lot of guys in the comments tried to get cute and say, well, good creative leads to a great cash. No, it doesn't. Uh, ECW had great creative. Mm-hmm. Didn't lead to a bunch of cash. That's right. I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. There's been a lot of really good stuff out there that didn't necessarily lead to a whole bunch of cash. Look at how great the rock and roll express were in 1986, right? Great talent booked phenomenally. Well, didn't lead to a bunch of cash. No, you're, you're worth what you negotiate. And so that's, that's a key to life for everybody listening. Who's not sure about how all this works and comes together. You're going to get paid what you negotiate. And I don't know what's happening, but the rumors are, Hey, Cody's going here. Cody's going there. If you're listening to this and you think Cody's going to WWE to be stardust, you're fucking out of your mind. There's no way he's doing that. But if you think he's going to be compensated to the level of stardust, you're also out of your fucking mind. Let's go back and think about when Bill Watts came into WCW and he tried to give a big pay cut to Brian Pillman. Ah, if you don't renegotiate this deal, I'm going to beat you every night. What did Brian say? I'm going to be the highest paid jobber in the history of wrestling. Right. He's there not to play grab ass with his friends and chase his wrestling dream. Yes. You know what his wrestling dream was to buy a house, take care of his family, make more money. 
Yeah. He liked the idea of being in the business. He wanted to do that. He wanted to perform for fans. He wanted to travel the world. He wanted to, but in the end wins and losses matter more than 1099s. No, sir. Not at all. Not reality. Never will. Now, don't get me wrong. You talk to a guy like Hulk Hogan and he says, okay, it's a work, but it's very real that the guy on top makes the most money. The champion makes the most money. Okay. Fair enough. But that was then when you're paid on the house, this is now where it's all guaranteed. I'd be willing to bet Adam page is not making more money now that he's the champ than he was before. I don't know that, but I'm just guessing. Oh, I'm sure he's not either. I, and I don't know the contracts either, but I mean, we're all just kind of, we're, we're, we're all, we're all players. There's a yes. dragon sleeper. We're all players in this. Yes. And. But fans sometimes think, no, if I can't be the quarterback, what? Yeah. You, you don't have to be the quarterback. I mean, listen, Dolph Ziggler, for instance, just won the NXT, uh, title. And I'm mm. glad he's, he's getting to try something new, but dude, yeah. that dude's been there forever. He made millions right. and millions and millions of dollars and got to live his dream. Right. And people are like, oh, he took a demotion. He's wrestling in front of fans. He's doing what he loves. He's making a bunch of money. Took a demotion. What the fuck are, are you? Are you silly? Come on now. Are you, are you drinking? What's going well, on? Well, I've said it before and I stand by this comment. Mark Madden asked me one time, he said, what is the most dangerous thing on earth? And I said, it's Twitter because it's given a voice to idiots and it has. It's not the most dangerous thing. Yeah. To me, it is L- Lois uh, pissed off. As the most dangerous thing. That's pretty damn dangerous too. Yeah. By the way, WCW broke nearly every company and cable record on this show. We're watching right now. Wow. Showed did a 5.58 rating 4.83 for the first hour, 5.6 for the second hour, 6.30 for the third hour. Wow. They had an 8.48 share. It shattered the previous record of 5.10 set a month prior on February 16th. Rounded to a 5.6, it ties the modern day rating for any WCW broadcast set on March 27th, 1988 for the very first clash of the champions that did a 5.6 headlined by the now famous flare sting 45 minute draw that helped catapult sting to stardom in the eighties. There were far fewer homes that were hooked on cable and the actual ratings for wrestling were far higher than today's levels as an 81 for the entire calendar year, the TV program, Georgia championship wrestling is in the same time slot as today's WCW Saturday night. And it averaged a 6.4 rating either way though. What a success story here unopposed. Cause I guess they got the stupid ass dog show Mm -hmm. on the other channel. Yeah. So big record here for y'all, even though you think it's over. I I think, I don't think it's, I, yeah, I think eventually it's over, but I don't think it's over right now. You know what? I, I was wrong. What? They weren't preempted for the dog show. They were preempted for Moby Dick. Are you serious? Yeah. They did a mini series. It did 8.1 ratings. Huh. So USA huh. beat that ass, mm-hmm. but it wasn't with raw. It was with Moby Dick. Yeah. So whew, a hmm. whale bait you. Well, there you go. It happens. You just uh, got to move on and. And get on the slip and slide and go even further down. This was our, this was our jam too. I listen, as you mentioned with Casio, uh, kids at this age, right? Yeah. 
uh, and, and obviously kids younger who are now, and even kids this age who are in, in their forties or whatever. How old were you at this time? Uh, I was about to turn, I was 16. I was a couple of months okay. shy. I was three months shy of being 17. Okay. So high school age, college age, those were, this was our jam because of all the nitro parties. Yeah. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. And you got to credit Eric with, with, with nitro girls, nitro parties. He, man, he knew how to do shit. Look at Chris Adams come in. Holy how about that smokes. for a blast from the past. Let's track it. Games on the beach competed for the first crown and the title of Miss WCW Money Nitro. Oh, so you're teasing the girls later, by the way. 16 sellouts in a row here. This one sold out to 2000 fans, but 16 sellouts in a row. That's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. It's, it's great business. Look at that Pittsburgh. We saw a, a Florida Gator an East Carolina. Yeah. To your point, what you were just saying, pro wrestling is the hip thing on college campuses and people come to spring break to see wrestling as a main attraction. Mm-hmm. The show had its atmosphere that was worth its weight in gold. And don't think the atmosphere of spring break wasn't a small part of the ratings record. Some very good wrestling, the expected star power and soap opera. It had a memorable ring entrance and a horrible main event. Hey, just like WCW. <laughs> They're not going to go very long here. Three minutes yeah. and seven seconds. Yeah. By the way, we just talked over Dave Finley who had, uh, quite yeah. the look coming to the ring here. Yeah. And, uh, Ultimo dragon, who was spectacular. Every time you see him, you go back and take a look at him. You think, wow, this guy was something else, man. Ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. So we're having the miss nitro thing here. I think so. Yeah. Isn't this the, the miss nitro who like, uh, that was the year prior. Okay. The one who fucked the kids, uh, who got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she did though. She fucked the oh, kids. Yes. All right. That's, Can't that's do. more than we needed to know. Well, I mean, she did though. Well, okay. She did. So that's more than we needed to know though. You know? Okay. Sorry. So who's the first, somebody's got to go into the pool. Yeah. Eventually. Kevin Nash is going to do a cannonball. And, oh. I, and I think, uh, Scott Steiner might actually get clotheslined over. Oh, very good. Hey, when I see, uh, Scott Norton now, you know what I think of? I think of, uh, Collision in Korea. <laughs> I think of seeing him on there. Scott was, uh, and is legit tough guy. Yeah. I would not want to mess with him. No, he's, he's in that, uh, he's in that, uh, Rick Steiner, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Haku range. Uh, Bret Hart was supposed to be here at this uh -huh. show, but he missed it because he had to go to a city council meeting in Calgary. What? Yeah. They were trying to make a land deal that might affect the fate of his dad's house. Okay. Uh, Stu was suffering some financial problems. They decided uh -huh. to sell their Hart family mansion with the uh -huh. dungeon and, uh, the two acres, right? They wanted to make it a clubhouse for a retirement community and Stu and Helen could still live there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meltzer would say the sale of the house, which is on the table, but not finalized could be avoided. If Hart could sell 1.4 acres of land, he owns to a developer for a proposed price of $700,000. He plans to build 15 homes on the site. The city has zoned that land as parkland, and it's only offered $25,000 for the land. With that sale, looking at falling through to raise capital, Hart had agreed to sell the house. 
Both Diana Hart Smith and Bret Hart offered to buy the house at its same half a million dollar price tag it had been offered for, but both were turned down by Stu for feeling like selling it to one member of the family would eventually end up causing more of a rift, and the house was too big for one family to maintain. Stu said in the Calgary Sun that two of his daughters aren't even talking to him because of the pending decision to sell the house outside of the family. He bought the 95-year-old mansion in 1951 and raised 12 kids there. It's mm. been tradition every Sunday for the 11 children and 35 grandchildren to get together for dinner. So how about that? Wow. Feeding 46 every Sunday. It's a tall mm. ask. It's also just like, I guess, any old Sunday at the Shivani clan. No, we never did go that far, but I get it when you have a big family want to try to take care of them. I understand that. I think we all do. Yeah, of course. The, so what, that's a, that's a, that's a great story. That that really is. That's a great story. Uh, and that house was purchased in 1951. Yeah. That was a year after the, uh, the rat wars of 1950 in Alberta, Canada. Just give you a little history of Canada where they eradicated all the rats. Well, thankfully they didn't get them all in Texas and Michael Hayes could still live, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, they, they yeah. had to walk. So Hayes could run. Run free hey. like a bird. Hey, keep them rats around me. Hey, <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What'd you think of nails? Kevin Wackles. Cause you, you met him here at nitro. He was backstage. I, I thought he was just like another one of the boys, right? Oh, look at this. Cinnabur said to be happy with this. Hey, let me ask you something that was, man, some of these shots maybe I mean, a little gratuitous here. Mm-hmm. No, boy, Neil Pruitt had a blast shooting these. Did he not? <laughs> yes, he, yes, he did. This is hey. more like a, a girl's gone wild thing and less like, yeah, just a box of gum, just flinging it. Yeah. Holy okay, I mean. This is wow. What are y'all doing here? <laughs> what are, these are these nitro girls here. I mean, no, no, it's not. Okay. Those are just regular ladies. Oh, there's, there's miss nitro. And Chris Canyon. Oh, look at that freaking goop. That, that ruined the whole thing. This that guy? ruined the entire video. Putting that freaking idiot. Next to Miss Nitro. God, now I'm pissed off. You really hate Disco Inferno, don't you? I, I he's one of the worst. You're not even saying that to, as a like kidding around. We, we oh hey, hello Miss Nitro. We are going to go look at that Auburn hat. Yeah, that's right. Stick that Auburn hat out there, and then take it and stick it somewhere else. Uh, we are going to go to, as you know to Vegas for Dynamite Rampage and our pay per view. He's going to be. I ain't going anywhere near him. He is not welcome at our show. He is not welcome. Has somebody else said that? Or you're saying that I'm saying that I'm telling you, if he goes backstage, I'm going to have him thrown out. Oh, so you got that kind of power back there now. 
I I I don't know if I do or not, but I'm going to give it a shot. I thought y'all were all team players. We are. So why can't Disco come be on the team? Okay, he's not because he's worthless. How's he worthless? He thinks he knows all about the business. He doesn't know shit about the business. Well, you're being mean, rude, hurtful, inconsiderate. Man, how about the old Beverly brothers here with a different look? Yeah, man. You know, something I'm reading the observer here. I didn't know about that. Disco sucks. The Christian aspect of Merrill's leaving WCW was totally misleading and blown out of proportion. Merrill never said he was leaving WCW because of anything related to religion. When he left, it came out that shortly before he left, he got the program changed when he was managed by Kimberly, because he claimed it confused his stepdaughter and went against his religion to be portrayed as being linked with another man's wife. He claimed Bischoff at the time he asked for the program to be changed, made a remark about having to check with God every time they wanted to do an angle with him. Somehow that all got misconstrued. So he was leaving for that reason, which he wasn't because that program had already been changed and it was a dead issue. Bischoff and Merrill left with a lot of heat because Merrill tried to paint Bischoff as someone who ignored his religious beliefs. Although he never said that was why he left. And actually said that wasn't why he left after people had tried to put Merrill on a pedestal for leaving and standing up for his religious beliefs. He did portray himself and his family as being very religious, which given his current role and portrayal of his wife has raised more than a few eyebrows. Bischoff was hot at that portrayal of himself by Merrill. And believe me, a lot of people have found Merrill's position really hypocritical given the angles he's doing now. Most likely the main reason Merrill left was because McMahon offered a comparable, if not better deal than Bischoff. And also offered to make his wife a star, which would allow her to go on the road with him and convinced him that he could make him into a major star. Did you ever hear that Mero wanted to leave for religious beliefs? Yeah. I had heard that. Wow. I didn't hear that. Yeah. I just, we just, I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that because you hear so much shit, but here's, here's the thing that I think, and I've always thought this, and I don't, I don't think it's so much. So now as a matter of, I, with the exception of maybe, I don't know. I just don't think it's that way now. But back then, there was always the feeling that you could be a bigger star in the WWE, regardless of the numbers that we were doing, and we were doing better than them. There always was a thought that the WWE was the star maker. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So Still to this day. Yeah. To this day, they're the because, star maker. Because of their big footprint they have globally. Yeah. You can't, you can't uh, you, really, I mean, look, we're doing great. Look, uh, as you and I are talking tickets went on sale for, uh, the forum in LA and we almost sold that, sold that thing smack dab out. So business is great for us, but we are not the global power that they are. So there's a feeling that when you go back and you think about who they made stars, Hulk Hogan. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, and I know I'm missing out on some. There is always the there's always the the thought that if you started in WCW like Johnny B. Bad did, that if the money is equal, well, I'll have a chance to become a well known, a better star marketing wise, sure, on a global scale. So that's what I always thought. So when I heard about all this religion, all this stuff. I just, no, no, he just wants to go there. I just, you know, so that was my thought on all this. And I like this Beverly brothers against, uh, Davy boy. And no, uh, how about this, man? 
Davey Boy and Jim the Anvil Neidhart no longer with us. It's amazing how time goes on. You know something I just noticed? All of your champions are not former WWE talent. So like Jay Cargill, Adam Page, Britt Baker, Jurassic Express, Scorpio Sky, not former WWE guys. That's important, don't you think? Yeah, I'm just saying I wouldn't have thought that because I look and I see Adam Cole, Andrade, Billy Gunn, Bobby Fish, um, Brian Danielson, Buddy Matthews, Cash Wheeler, Christian Cage. Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Colt mm-hmm. Cabana, although that was a hiccup, Dax Harwood, Dustin Rhodes. You know, there's so many guys there, whether it's the Jake Hagers or the Jeff Hardys or the Matt Hardys or the John Moxley's or right. the Keith Lee's. There's so many that came through WWE, but your champs are not. I just, just figured that out. I think it's a great thing. And here's why I think it's a great thing. And, and I really believe this and tell me if you feel you're wrong. And you guys listening probably have an opinion on this as well. I think it's, I think that it's, we're building our own champions and you may say, well, they made a name for themselves in ring of honor and made them names for themselves on the independent circuit. I get that. But I think that we can do more. I, I think they will be seen as our guys yeah, and not independent guys. Because I still feel this. I, I still feel that there's a bigger audience out there than just the fans that are, that follow independent wrestling. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the WWE has proved that. And that's why sometimes I think, with the exception of Ring of Honor, I get it because we bought it. But I think sometimes we put too much stock in these guys have been uh, 15 champions in 15 different promotions. What does that mean? You know? Yeah. But I get it. I mean, that, that's what they want me to say. And, and I, and I make a big deal out of it, but sometimes I think that, you know, what's important is hangman on page is a world champion and he is, no, he's not, but we want him to be seen on a global level as homegrown from us. And listen, I work with MJF. I work with uh, Shane Strickland. I work with Darby Allen at, at MLW, but we want him to be seen as our homegrown talent. Well, on the national stage, they are. Yes. There you go. We're seeing two other, uh, former national talents here. Actually, I guess all four, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the Beverly brothers, uh, really made their name, uh, in the AWA, uh, but then probably had their biggest run in the WWF. Now here they are to put over the British bulldog and Jim, the anvil Neidhart. Of course they came after Brett was screwed at mm-hmm. survivor series, 1997, right? Work. You still think it's a work. Yeah. I love the bulldog. He was one of my favorites, dude. Yeah, man. He always looks so good and for his size could do so many great things. He wasn't just a strong guy with big power moves. I mean, he's probably, uh, past his prime here, but you go back and you look at his early, uh, tag team stuff with dynamite kid. Those are some ass kickers, buddy. Oh my God. Dynamite kids, a sad story too. Yeah. For real. Yeah. All right. There you go. Good, good hero shot. Cinnaburst man. Cinnaburst got a lot of, I don't know what they paid for this man. They got their money's worth though. They sure did with that. Uh, all those girls chewing the gum and. 
course, none of us was looking at the gum at that time, but in that video, you could see them chewing the gum and stringing it out their mouth. Tell us, tell us some spring break stories. I don't have any spring break stories. I don't with the exception of, because listen, I, I did, I did exactly what I'm doing now. I, I went in, I stayed in a hotel. I went to the show. I went back. I, I flew out. I got out the first thing the next day or drove back. I, I didn't, I didn't party. I didn't, I'm, I'm not like, I'm, I'm as boring as, as they come, maybe more boring than they come. I know that we stayed at that hotel right there that you see in that, uh, shot from the helicopter. I know that, but I, I can tell you this. I remember Mark Madden and I going out at South Padre Island and it was, it was marijuana in the air, man. It was heavy. And when Mark Madden smelled it, man, he's, he's, he went around who's smoking, who's smoking, who's smoking. It's almost like he wanted to toke. I was thinking, settle down, big guy. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Oh, here we go. Was Nitro Girl Omania. My goodness. Let's track this. Package Lex Luger. The Nitro Girls are here. Oh, my. Anybody else want to say anything besides me? Oh, the poor little darlings must be chilly. I, I guess they are. As the wind is whipping up off the coast here in the Gulf of Mexico. But they're having such a good time. The fans are. That who's cold, Larry? Not me. Not me. And I tell you. Later on, I know, Larry, you have some comments about Hollywood Hogan and the Mont- I just love hearing your commentary. Mm-hmm. Is this, uh, is this your chunkiest version of Tony Schiavone that was on yeah, TV? It had to be. Yeah. Boy, good God. What a fat ass. Is this when, uh, Eric Bischoff no. was up your ass to lose 30 pounds? Uh, no, I think that was a little bit later on. It, although it might've been. <clears throat> I just, I mean, I've gone up and down on my weight in my entire life. It's not easy. It's, it's a, it's a difficult thing. It really is. But, uh, I noticed in the nitro girls there, uh, Mrs. Shawn Michaels was there as well. Doing her Rebecca. thing. She was, uh, she was just a wonderful woman. She was so friendly. So nice. Like my long hair though, there, my mullet. Wrestling, and as we said, Diamond Dallas Page is still the United States Heavyweight Champion, and we're going to see the other two men in that Triple Jeopardy match in just a few moments. Raven and Chris Benoit. Uh oh, heard that music before. Oh. What is you, this uh, about? You get ri- you get get rid of most of my hair there. I would be Arn Anderson in 2022. Wow. God. Although I, I'm I'm very big there, but I'm probably there half the size. Of Paul Heyman right now. Why are you doing this? What the, the, the show? But you wanted us to do the show. This is this is spring break time. Why are you man. saying mean things about our friends? Oh, you got some friends in that in that paragraph. You don't like Arn Anderson? I love Arn Anderson. So, but he's not your friend. Mm. I love to give him a hard time. You know that. Paul Heyman's your friend, isn't he? 
Oh, Jesus, no. Oh, well, I like him. We're friendly. Oh, good. I'm sure you are. I'm friends with everybody, though. Yeah. Did he Did he try to go in with you to buy Ring of Honor with you? No, but he did come to my wedding. He did not. Yes, he did. No, he did not. How would you know? You weren't fucking here. What? I, the reason I know is that, that you probably didn't have enough food for him. Oh, my. You probably God. just had, like, little finger food and everything. Well, I didn't. I had a full sit-down meal. Yeah, did you go? Did you have someone go through your house and then uh, check everything was in place? Rex, Rick's pretend wife at the time uh, <laughs> RSVP'd like a whole bunch of food. So we had a lot of extra. <laughs> what? <coughs> uh, that's good. What? Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, just like the way you kind of let that slide out. That was good. I like it. Well, no, I didn't let it slide out. It was in USA today. What that she was a pretend wife. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we all knew that but this is, this, no is one in, really... this is in USA today. Okay. In September, 2018, the couple appeared to get married in a ceremony in Rosemary beach, Florida. He live streamed part of it showing up to the ceremony as the rap song, Ric Flair drip played. However, Flair and Barlow told people they were never legally married. Quote, it was just a ceremony. Flair told the outlet. We were never married. So I don't think that's didn't, a, didn't, okay. Didn't we all know that? I don't know that everybody knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. I thought most people knew that. No, maybe not on a global scale. Here's the I thing. Think. What they're talking about is it represented a commitment to them. Their relationships, their relationship. And if he lived as man and wife with her and they're happy, then who gives a shit? I don't care. Right. Well, there you go. They didn't. I mean, you, you, for instance, call Lois, your wife. She ain't. We don't bust your balls about it. We just she's my no, yeah, she's my sister, kind of. Yeah, really. you've told me that she's like a yeah. sister wife. Right. Let's take a listen to what Bischoff's saying here. What's important is just like Hollywood said. You heard it earlier tonight. You all heard it. Yes, Hollywood had to beat you within an inch of your life for you to see the light. But what's important is you saw the light. And Randy, welcome back. No. <laughs> Hold on, it's hold on, hold on. What do you mean, welcome back? I never left, Eric Bischoff. Here's the deal. When I did it uncensored, I didn't do it for you. And I certainly didn't do it for Hollywood Hogan. I did it for myself. I did it for life. For the entire NWO, you dig it? You understand that? Let me make it real, 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 real plain for you. And I want you to tell Hollywood this too. Stop it, brother. I'm gonna predict the future for you. I am gonna beat Sting for the World Heavyweight Championship belt. I am going to control the NWO, and the NWO is going to control the world. And then, Hollywood Hogan is going to know what it feels like to be at the bottom of the pecking order, you dig it? Oh, yeah! Well, what we have is very apparent now, fans. 
a power struggle to run the NWO. I think the re- and it turns out there really is going to be a power struggle, but it won't be between Savage and Hogan. It'll be Hogan and Nash. Mm. And supposedly somebody was thinking about stabbing somebody else. Mm. We covered that over on 83 weeks. You want to, uh, smart me up on that because I don't recall that Hogan thought he might have to stab Kevin Nash. Really? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. There, you know, backstage is out of control, right? (laughs) Ask Cody Rhodes about it at TV Wednesday. Uh, I won't see Cody at TV on Wednesday. Well, the internet said he's going back. Did they really? Yeah. The internet said, are you serious? Are you serious? Did the internet say that? Well, it's so I had heard, I heard the internet said he had signed and will be at WrestleMania. That's what I've heard. Oh, oh God. But then again, I heard they didn't come to terms. It's, oh, different. it's we... different every day, buddy. Isn't it? it is different. It is. It's crazy. I blame you personally. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I think about when all this crazy internet stuff got going Yeah. and I realized it was, it was when you, you joined. Hmm. Oh, let's take a look here. Eastern time, Sunday, March 22nd. That's this coming Sunday. We are going to be in Cincinnati at the. So Raven's coming out to the ring here, stopping off to chat with the flock who were just set up on that little floating piece of business there. what did you think of the flock? Thought it was okay. He didn't like it. I liked Raven. What about huh. me? You like Raven's mom. Me. My United States title. Think they have an, an opinion here, Raven. We all agree on that. Survey says because of you, that backstabbing, two-faced Diamond Dallas Page is still the champ. You're a brave and valiant warrior, Chris Benoit. But unfortunately for you, it is time for me to fulfill my destiny. Unfortunately for you, it is time for this feud to end. Unfortunately for you, you must feel the even flow. DDP, didn't have to be like this, Paige. It didn't have to be like this. You and I, we could have ruled wrestling together, side by side. But a long time ago, you deserted me. You turned your back on me. And now, there can be only one. I know the snake is out there watching, and I know that he'd want it this way. Quote the Raven, nevermore. The snake is out there watching. Yeah. How about that line? Was that Jake, the snake he was referencing? Yeah. He says before the match, Raven again, brought up the snake parentheses, Jake Roberts, and they wouldn't be bringing up his name. If he wasn't coming in hell, they don't even bring up Ric Flair, Bret Hart's name and they are in, but of course, Jake did not come in. Mm. That would have been pretty cool though. That would have been pretty cool. Why do you think they didn't bring him in? Uh, maybe they, maybe they thought on a upper level management level that, uh, he's doing crack. Yeah. His skeletons were too much. 
he wound up instead popping up in ECW. I remember that very well. Hmm. I'm so glad that Jake's Jake now. Oh man. It's he's, I mean, what a storyteller you and he had so much fun on our, our podcast. A few, I guess it's been a few months now, right? Uh, DDP snake pit, which is a phenomenal video podcast. You can enjoy it anywhere. You get your audio podcast, but check it out on YouTube. The video is fantastic, but just him. And I mean, you can just tell Jake's having a good time. Yeah. He's so much fun when he, when we have him backstage, he obviously has battled so much. And of course, you know, with uh, a variety of health problems that he's undergone over the past few years because of his, his lifestyle, but he has battled out of that and he is not only doing well, but he is also just a great person to be around and a funny son of a bitch to be around. You know how much fun it is. I don't do it enough when it's he and Arn Anderson and Billy Gunn and Dean Malenko nonstop ball busting. I can only imagine sitting back in the, uh, the coach's room. I just want to sit back there and spend all day. Just Why don't good you? stuff. Uh, well, I got, I got things I got to do. Like what? Makeup, makeup chair, get my hair fixed, moisturize my face, check my nails out. Tell the truth. How many times a week do you just go and, and, and smell somebody in the makeup chair's hair? Let's see what kind of shampoo they're using. I don't, I don't do that. Oh, I thought you, I thought that was your, no, that, that that's creepy shit. I don't do that. No. Oh, somebody told me that's what you did. Oh, I don't. Okay. We ain't got to get hot about it. But well, then don't bring it up. Oh, I didn't I know don't, it was a sore spot. Well, I just, uh, I, I like the makeup room for the gossip. Love it. Don't you love gossip? I like uh, gossip. I like gossip when I'm actually hearing from some, it from someone. I don't like gossip when I'm reading it by, from a jerk online because you, it could be anybody. It could say, a so-and-so from Huntsville, South Tennessee. And it, it could be just somebody from LA doing it and Low, lower Alabama or could be a bot. Yeah. Lower Alabama. I mean, what's wrong with orange that? beach and all that stuff, but just to, and, and that's why I enjoyed my, my time at uh, Starbucks so much. The gossip that you heard from most people that worked there was just phenomenal. It just, Wait, you liked Starbucks for the gossip. Yes, I did. I, I, it, it invigorated me just to hear it. Just, just to hear people talk. I just, I just love it. I just, well, let's do some gossip right now. Well, no, because you'll make up shit. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's not gossip, gossip that, that Tejo Khan is actually Tony Khan's uncle. That's a fact. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's not even gossip. That's a lie from Conrad Thompson. How much fun did you have when Tony Khan got to announce that he was buying ring of honor and he couldn't wait to do the old Shane's not here. <laughs> you had to be grinning ear to ear. Like this kid's having so much fun right now. He didn't say Shane's not here because that's another Conrad Thompson lie. See, there's a difference. What did there he say? What did, what did he say? He said, I'm buying ring of honor. There, you saying he never said did, Shane? No. He, yeah, uh, he, he he said Shane out of his mouth hole. When on on camera? Yeah. Well, standing fucking three inches from you, you dumb motherfucker. 
Okay, so there's a lot of things at play here. There, there, there are lies by Conrad. No, and there's gossip, lie. and then there's gossip from the internet, and then there's, and then there's <clears throat> these group of guys. I'm listening. These group of guys that 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 pretend that, that pretend they're members of the wrestling media. What? Did did you listen to? Uh, did you happen to listen to the uh, the post thing? What is the post thing? What is it called? The wrestling. Uh, oh, I don't know what they call it now. Where Tony talks to the media. Oh yeah, the scrum, the media scrum. The scrum, the media, media scrum. Did you listen to that? No. Did you listen to some of those questions? No. God. Take a listen to this. Time, a huge fan. So you can imagine I'm very excited because today I signed a deal. I just became the new owner of Ring of Honor. Shane's not here. There's no Shane. It's me. And let me tell you something. Ah, got it. He did say that. Well, why would I make that up, Tony? Well, because you make shit up all the time, Conrad. When? All the time. Name any time where I've ever T. made Joe something. Con, that's a lie. Wait, you compare the two? You know, <laughs> I mean, do you not? Santa Claus is real. There's another <laughs> lie. You're fucking in a grown, well-adjusted human. You should know the difference. God. Why don't I just lie about that? So anyway, Shane, you told me before we clicked record that Shane McMahon starts this Wednesday, right? No, see, that's a lie. Oh. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> I hope you thought uh, I would lie about that. And God, you know what? I, I completely missed that. That is so freaking hilarious. That is so hilarious. Oh man, that's funny. It is. It's funny. It's funny based on the, all the bullshit you said leading up to that moment. Huh. Fun. Wild and wacky stuff, as Johnny Carson would have said. Chris Benoit is having a hell of a match here with Raven. Yeah, man. I talked to a friend of ours the other day, and he told me he couldn't watch Chris Benoit matches. And he, because... hasn't, and he hasn't seen one since. Wow. I mean, I respect that stance. We got a lot of our listeners who do that, too. I, I get it. I actually get it. I'm able to celebrate the, uh, not celebrate, separate the yes. art from the artist, I think is the phrase. Yeah, and so am I. And so am I, 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 those, the people who can't watch his matches, I don't know if they're trying to make a, a statement or if they just can't make them feel weird. Themselves. I mean, there's a chance it just makes make, them feel maybe, weird. Uh, yeah. I just can't bring themselves to watch it. I get that. I can't believe that y'all invite rebel in to cheer you on though. That's pretty cool, man. No, that's another one. That's that's the Easter bunny is real. I mean, we're going to ask her this weekend on, mm -hmm. you know, she does a happy hour every other week over at ad free shows where you yes. get to get drunk with rebel and just ask her questions. Yeah. Well, I need somebody to, to ask her about, you know, go Tony, go, go Tony, go. You think she's ever looking for the hot tag? You think she yells, hit me when you're finished, Tony. I was talking to Arn Anderson the other day about mm -hmm. somebody who's no longer with us. Yeah. And he goes, what was the finish on that guy? 
Is that not one of the greatest lines of all time? What was the finish on that guy? I love that line. He hit me with a line backstage that I, that I really can't say on the air, but I'll tell you. Off air? Off, off air. Remind me. It, it, I, it, it absolutely floored me. It just uh, floored me and Jericho both. We were talking to him just in his, you know, the dry wit. The deadpan. The deadpan dry wit yeah, that he's got. Can I recommend a TV show to you as we're seeing Chris Benoit have a pretty kick-ass match here with Raven? Can I recommend a TV show? Yes, go ahead. Uh, Dropout. Okay. So it's, I think it's on Hulu. Okay. I think you'll enjoy it. How about this? Raven gets a win over Benoit. I mean, I could argue that okay. Raven's one of the more over characters in WCW here. Like as far as upward mobility and trajectory, I think it's probably Goldberg and then Raven. In this era, as far as, you know, who's going to be the next, you know what I mean? We, well, we put a lot of time into his character. Yeah. So on that level, you're, you're exactly right. We, I, I'm not so sure about everybody that he surround himself with. It's like, you know, like the NWO got too big. It looks like Raven's flocks getting too big when they bring in Ron Reese, may he rest in peace. You know, it's like, wow, which, and then wait, wait. What happened to Ron? He's dead. He passed away. When? Oh God. Wasn't that long ago? No, buddy. He's fine. He just delivered wine to my house. He's a normal human. He's still with us. He's 51. I thought he was dead. You thought the Yeti was dead. Yeah. No, he is alive. Yeah. He's super alive. He lives right up the road from you. Somebody said Ron Reese passed away, but here he is 51 years of age. Somebody lied. Somebody did lie to me. I said, no, really? The Yeti's dead or the Yeti's dead. Well, the character probably is. Well, it's like yeah. a war. <laughs> it's like Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Terry Belay's penises. Yeah. Oh, wait, do you mean I just slept with the Yeti? <laughs> That's right, ma'am. Ron was never here, but the Yeti was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he did butt stuff. Dude, you really need to go to church. The gimmicks. I'm trying to do what I can to make this show entertaining. Okay. You're doing great. There's uh, Rebecca again. You love her. I do. She was so, she was such a nice girl. I mean, really, truly just a a nice woman. Uh, You know, she won't talk to you now. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm sure she will. If I No, she will not. Why is that? I have it on good authority that everyone in WWE has been told to not contact you or have any conversation. Okay. They can't be seen gallivanting around with you. Well, you know what this week is what St. Patrick's week and the leprechauns will be out too. They're for real. Here's Yuji Nagata. Well, you do and you'll pay for it. Not reaching out to any of those guys. How about you, G buddy? Uh, you know, I just, uh, two days ago did something kind of fun. Yeah. I played the American males theme song for Eric Bischoff. Uh-huh. He loved it. 
friend of the show, the former Damien Sandow pointed out something great to us, the lyrics in this song. If they want to talk to you, you better not listen or else you might wind up in critical condition. Jimmy Hart song was I swear to you, as soon as it started with that American male shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, look at Ernest the Cat Miller here. Uh, Eric goes, Jimmy Hart song. Yeah. He knew right away. Right. Ernest the Cat Miller has ankle wraps on, got the knee wraps on. Looks like he's got some some Muay Thai type shorts. Not exactly, but close. Right. But he's also got the MMA style gloves on. Right. This, this version of the, uh, Ernest, the cat Miller, this could have really gotten over. Yeah, man. God, I liked Ernest. Look at them abs. Oh, did I mention to you that, uh, Eric Bischoff's going to come hang out and spend a week with you with me Yep. at my house. Well, he wants to see Ernest, the cat Miller and, okay. uh, he wants to see, um, Cody and he wants to see you. He really wants to see Lois. Uh, he's fired up about hanging out with, uh, Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner, but he kept going on and on and on about how much he wanted to spend time with Lois. Yeah, I bet he did. And Lois would probably say the same thing. Yeah. Hmm. So where's he going to stay when he comes to the Atlanta area? Um, let me look. Nah, sorry. Don't do that. Don't give me his itinerary. Don't. Don't put it out there. Let it be private. I know you're one to give out private information. Um, Eugene Nagata, man. Marietta, Georgia, 30062. Okay. That's not anywhere near where I live. Oh, really? That's yeah, not. Okay. Now. Hey, by the way, are you going to make I that your you, new uh, thing where you, where you mock me during the commercial reads? Cause I, I made it all the way through the first one and didn't break it all. Okay. But on the second one, you got me a little, Oh, really? Was that your new thing? Like you're just going to try to mess with me the whole time. No, I just feeling good. Just feeling good. We're not taping early in the morning. You know, got a little, I wish we were <laughs> really. I prefer taping early in the morning. Okay. Well, we can all, we can do whatever you want. I couldn't today. Cause I had to tape stupid ass Eric Bischoff this morning. Um, is he staying near Roswell, Georgia? Three double oh seven five. No. Well, there you go. And is he coming to your house soon? No, uh, he's going to meet me down at the beach. You know, you were invited and you decided to no show me as always. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be, uh, as people listening to this, we're in Cape San Blas, Florida, which is right down the street from Port St. Joe, which is right down the street from Mexico beach, which is right down the street from Panama city beach, where apparently there is no more club La Vila. Yep. That's what I've heard. 
it was, I guess it was uh, posted on social media that it's been torn down. You really like the beach, don't you? I mean, I'm building a house down there. So yeah, I know, but, but you really like it. I, 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 I don't like the beach. I, I, I don't. I've well, never been a, you don't like I mean, the I, way I've, it looks or you don't like hanging out on it. I don't like hanging out on it. Well, that's okay. But you're allowed to look at it. It's sort of like now yeah. that you're married. I bet rebel tells you that all the time. Tony, oh, you can, stop you can it. look stop. at it. Just look <laughs> just, at it, Tony. Oh, do you see that? See that missed spot right there? Just wow. look at it real close. Okay. I just don't, I mean, you get sand everywhere. You get sand in your crotch. You get sand in your toes. You can't get it out. You get in your car and then you got sand in it. And it's just like, and you get sunburned and you age. And, uh, I just, buddy, I'm going to be in my house looking at the water. Well, why don't you just take a, why don't you have, why don't I have what? Tony, are you you there? Yeah. How's the lake house coming? It's awesome. I can't wait for you to see it. It's done. It's ready to go. No, it's getting close though. You know, all the uh, bathrooms are done and, uh, all the hardwoods are done and, uh, they're getting ready to, to paint. I had to do a little, uh, change some stuff up on some of the fireplaces, but they're getting ready to get going on the pool now. So it's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. I think you'll like it so much that you'll, you'll actually want to come visit more often. I don't think I've been to your house since your birthday. Yeah. It's been a while. I invited you to come for our party because this weekend mm-hmm. is our eighties party. Right. I know that. And that's on the 19th. Right. Uh, right up the road from us in Nashville is the Crockett cup night one and two. Unfortunately, I think I'll wind up missing both because I forgot my sister-in-law is going to be in town on the 20th because WWE's coming to town. we got a smack down house show right up the road yeah. here, literally on the street I live off of. So. I want to do that and check out the nitro girls. They're getting tons of play here, but I guess for a spring break show kind of got to do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what would your costume have been? If you came to an eighties party, what would you have dressed up as? What would you look uh, I look guess like? I would have, I would have found the, uh, JCP jacket. Mm. Just going with the easy way. Just really shabani mm. it. I get it. Yeah. Well, what else, what else can you. What, what, what do you dress up in, unless you're a guy, what else is there left? Leisure suit. I was going to, I'm going to dress up like Richard Simmons. Okay. And I'm going to do a costume change and uh, yeah. I, then I'm going to be dressed up like a member of run DMC. Oh, very cool. See, you think about things like this. I, I don't know. I could have been maybe get a big wig and be a member of uh poison. How about that? Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Hey, have you seen Pam and Tommy or Tommy and Pam or whatever? Uh, it is? I have no interest in that. No. You don't want to see the talking penis. No. There's a talking no penis. The talking penis. Yep. Tommy's penis actually, talks to him. Really? Like the hole is his mouth. And it starts talking. Wow. That's, that's, that is, you know what? That is great TV. That is. That is some great, those writers should be proud of themselves. That is some great television. You have an issue with that. Remember when y'all had uh, Chucky, the doll challenge, Rick no. Steiner to a match. Okay. See, I didn't, I didn't, again, I didn't write that either. It was a so, show you were on. That's right. My yeah, bad. I was right. But I did watch mayor of Easttown. Did you see that on HBO max? Yeah, it was okay. No. Yeah. It was have okay. Seen, I didn't love it. 
You seen Joe Para talks with you? By the way, I think you mean mayor of Kingstown, not East East Town. No, it is East Town. Oh, so mayor of King Kingstown's what I watch. You're saying East Town? Uh, mayor M A R E. Oh, mayor. No, I'm not watching yeah. anything like that. Yeah, that's good. That's with. Uh, I'll King never. Wednesday. I'll never watch that. Okay. Well. Yeah. You don't know what you're missing. Can't wait to not watch that ever. Okay. Uh, hey, did you go see the new Batman? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. Good things about it. Not so good things about it. Uh, uh, somebody said it's the best Batman movie ever. And I, without even seeing it yet, I said, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Cause the first one was pretty good in 89 and that yes. dark Knight was pretty hard to beat. Yes. This is not, uh, you see the flash, the graphics as Bubba was walking to the ring. What did it say? And they just, they just popped in the graphic, uh, by mistake. I don't know what the hell happened. The technical director hit the wrong button. Anyway, there's big uh, Papa pump, the big, bad booty daddy. He wore a goofy hat, but God, he looks like a cartoon character. He's so jacked right here. It was not the best Batman ever. In my opinion, not even no, but it had its good points. Like Paul Dano is a wriggler. Tremendous. Um, but yeah. Oh, and Zoe Kravitz just absolutely dominated every scene she was in. She just, she's gorgeous. But other than that, yeah, I saw it and I've, I'll wait till it comes out on video to watch it again. I won't go back to the theater. Yeah. Why would you go back to the theater? I don't know. I, I went with Eddie Kingston and Eddie had seen it once before. Oh, wow. So I want to go see it again. So Eddie dug it. Yeah. Me and Eddie and Jeff Jones and Eddie's girlfriend all went to see it. How is Jeff Jones these days? He's doing great. Wow, look at that, man. Look how with ease he threw Bubba over. Dude, like nothing. Like yeah. he's not even really there. And by the way. Yeah. This is uh, actually called a pretty good match. Scott Steiner beat Ray trailer with a camel clutch in eight minutes and 25 seconds, uh, of a pretty good match. Both worked very hard. The highlight being trailer clotheslining Steiner into the pool. Mm. They called that spot themselves and the people backstage were freaking out because the pool deal was supposed to have been saved for Holland Nash. Wow. Steiner came out of the pool all wet and got into the ring and wrestled, leaving water spots everywhere. Wow. That's Scott Steiner for you, buddy. Yeah. He didn't give a damn about anybody. By the way, the Ernest Miller, Eugene Nagata match. Muster said this Ernest Miller pinned Eugene Nagata in four minutes and 10 seconds with a spinning roundhouse kick off the top that missed by 14 inches. Both work hard, but the crowd didn't care. Although overall, with the exception of this match, the crowd was tons more into the wrestling than it was last year, where they just came to see a few stars and they went silent during the wrestling matches. Miller's finisher is called the feline which has a very negative sound to it. The feliner. Yep. Okay. Cause he's the cat. You see, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I realize I might not have fallen out of favor as much as I thought. What's that? Sent a nice message to your boss the other day. Yeah. And, and I didn't get a response. And so 
that's unlike our, that's, that's not our norm. Yeah. And then I talked to, uh, that nothing happened in Jeff Jones. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, Hey man, I think I must've pissed your boss off. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I'll send a text and get a response. Uh, that never happens. He's like, Oh dude, he's just busier than ever. Don't take that personally. That's just him these days. I just mm-hmm. got a response. So how about that? That's great. Maybe he's still on speaking terms with me. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm surprised since he outbid you for ring of honor that I'm a good sport you. about that. Yeah. You will lie. There's a shirt available now. You will lie. Here we go. There it is. Tell you, Scott Steiner slowly pulling himself out as he landed in the pool. But to be very honest with you, that may not be a bad place to land. I'd rather land in the water than maybe crack my head against the side of the pool or something like that, guys. Yeah, but now look at him sliding around out there. It's going to be tough for him to maintain any kind of traction. It sure is. It'll be tough for Ray Trailer to hold on to him as well. He pulls Scott Steiner to the ring post in the near side. Well, the tradition continues here on Nitro at Club La Vila during spring breakout. And Ray Trailer can move as a big guy. And Ray Trailer. Dude, I can't wait to see all the water. I mean, his boots and everything. You know why Scott Steiner called that spot? I'm sure he called it because he doesn't care. Who's going to screw with Scott Steiner in the back? Yeah, who's going to tell him no? Yeah, that's right. And he knows that. I about it was rare in this era for Meltzer to be complimentary of a Ray trailer match, but it's happening. Mm. Why was not complimentary? Ray trailer did some great stuff, man. He just didn't like him. No, he didn't like dusty. He didn't like Hogan. He didn't like Dustin. Uh, he really liked Brett. He really liked, uh, Rick. He hated Sean. Did you see the sign at revolution? That said, this match is a five-star, be six-star if it was in Japan. Yeah. That poppy. That's uh, Bruce Pritchard's influence. <laughs> oh. Buff and his stuff. Well, he just made sure that Big Boss Man hit his stuff. Mm, he sure did. Oh, man. Speaking of stuff, I think Scott's got the stuff to pull this off. Apply to everyone except Hogan and Savage. Top of the Frankensteiner. And that means the Steiner recliner, the submission hold, the version of the camel clutch. And what is Bagwell doing in the ring? He's got the belt. And Trailer says, yes, that's all. Finally, just couldn't take it anymore. Boy, Bagwell. I think he got out before the bell rang. Bagwell was way early. Yeah. Then he realized I shouldn't be here until the bell rings or he, in theory, he could get disqualified. So what's the main event here that, that, uh, Meltzer didn't like. You want to guess, uh, Hogan and somebody. Well, you nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Hogan and somebody. Uh, actually sting is going to get to make his entrance by helicopter. Oh, this is the sting helicopter entrance. Isn't that fun? Oh yeah, man. It's only the second time you saw that, right? Yes. Uh huh. 
How about Sting going through the tables at Revolution? 60. I mean, yeah, he's about to be 63 years old and jumping off of shit. Meanwhile, you think I, you're too old to take Lois to pound town. You got to get your shit together. I, I saw Sting in the backstage area when afterwards I said, you're a, you're crazy. And he, he patted me, said, did that one for you? I said, so what? So I could say it's Sting. And he just laughed and kept on walking. So he's too cool for you. Look at that hat. Yeah, he is Nobody cool. was telling Scott Steiner you like a fucking goof in that hat. Nope. And nobody's telling How, how does my hat look? Get wet. Oh, it's great. Do you have any more? We get them in more colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go in the pool. Anybody got a problem with that? Nope. Can I tell you one of my, my favorite follows on uh, Instagram now? What's it's that? an AEW talent. Oh, okay. Paige Van Zant, former UFC ah. fighter. I think she's got a big future in professional wrestling. I do. I agree. I think she's a no brainer signing for them. I mean, think about that. 3 million viewers or 3 million followers. As soon as, you know, she's announced, obviously she came in with a, a big resume from UFC. Didn't necessarily right. tear it up. Uh, in the octagon, but Lord, mm-hmm. as an influencer, yeah. you're going to get a whole lot more eyeballs on your products, you know, putting right. her on the team. Good for them. Right. Yeah, I agree. I liked it a lot. I think she, I think she'll make the transition very, very well. I would be surprised and, if she's not a featured spot on the program moving yeah. forward. Not, not only that, you know, uh, as we're taking a look at uncensored, there's, there's also, uh, the fact that we have what I think are some great people. Oh, for help, sure. To help her great coaches. Let me put it that way. I mean, we got, a, we got, we got Malenko. We've got, obviously, you know who they are. We got Dustin, we got Jerry Lynn. Brian Danielson can help out and is willing to help out. And, um, is your mom going to be able to help out Sanjay? Who is my favorite? He is your, is he just your favorite because he wears a suit or because he's very knowledgeable about wrestling and because he's very knowledgeable about wrestling. You ever seen any of his stuff? No, I've never seen him wrestle. Really? Yeah. I've never seen him wrestle, but I'll tell you who I've seen wrestle and who I love being in, uh, AEW. Can't wait to hear Jay lethal. Man, I can't wait till y'all actually start using him. He's so good. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would love to do more stuff with him. So funny. Great wrestler, but my God, have you heard the flair and the savage so far? I've heard them both. Yeah. I heard them both even before he was, I think a couple of years back, you said you need to watch this. Yeah. And I, and I did. And it was like, my God, the woo off and with told, him and Rick back in the day. Oh, my favorite part of that. Was when he threw the jacket off and elbow dropped the jacket on the rampway. I like when he, uh, used, you know, they're going back and forth and, yeah. and, and Jay as Rick goes, uh, mm-hmm. something like, um, you're going to find out that jumping off is a whole lot harder than jumping on. And flair got legitimately pissed. That's my line. That's my line. <laughs> you don't get to use my shit on me. That's my line. <laughs> It is one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen in wrestling. Jay lethal and Ric Flair going back and forth. Ever That's, seen. You think he's going to stick around AEW, or y'all going to use him more on ring of honor? If you had to guess, <sighs> I, 
I'm going to, I'm going to be, I think I've said this last week. I'm going to be very honest with you. I have no idea what ring of honor is bringing, what the, what the plan is for ring of honor. Tony will not tell anybody. He may tell some people, but he ain't I'm telling not in that you because you're a goof. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Well, you know, Ian Riccoboni is coming to take your job. Ian Riccoboni. I have on good authority that all uh-huh. the other contracts are, right. are expiring except his. And I think that's because they're planning to replace you. Well, he's a, he's a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't have a problem if they wanted to use him in place of me. Well, that's good to hear. I've, I've had a great run. I'll text him that, uh, Mm -hmm. you're ready. Just talk to T Mm -hmm. just talk to Tony. He said he's ready for you to take his job. My dog's hurting. What's wrong? Oh, wait, we're, we're talking over some good stuff here. Okay. And I want you to wear this with a lot of pride. Okay. A lot of Guerrero pride. I want you to have this man, please. It's a gift. It's he's a got gift a, from me to you. He's got a black you know? heart. It's a t-shirt, isn't it? What does it you say? Know? Don't you like it? Something about my favorite wrestler. No, no, no. Wait a minute. What? Do we agree on what is your bond? Is your word your bond? You said you were gonna do what I say. Now you lost the match. Now you gotta do what I say. So put it on, take your jacket off, wear it with pride, and go out there and win and do what you gotta do. Make me proud, son. I'm proud of you. Chavo Guerrero Jr. Man of his word. He is a man of his word. It's a great shirt. Great skit. I remember this so well. Mm. I think it says Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler on the front and the back. It says cheat to win. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's right. My favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. With a Y too, boys and girls. So everybody who says, oh no, it's E D D I E. Lady had it airbrushed with a Y. I might actually get that recreated at the beach. Maybe I can get well, some photos of that and take it in to, uh, Cape San Blas tent and canvas and get them to make me a t-shirt that looks just like that. So you can put it on and sit in your room where nobody see it. Uh, no, I'm going to wear it around. I'm going to wear it on our zooms. Did you think I'm going to, am I planning to die at the beach? I just, I don't know what the deal is. No, you said you're going to not get out of your room. You no, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said, there's nothing wrong with looking at it. Would you just look at it? Sometimes you go to the beach just to look at it. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I'm what's cool about Cape San Blas. If you've ever been to the panhandle of Florida, like have you ever like taken your family on a beach vacation to like Destin or something like that? Daytona beach. Okay. Well, if you're in the panhandle, then the, uh, the sun sets on the right as you're facing the ocean. So if you right on the water, it goes down on the right. Now what's cool in the Cape is the sun sets directly behind the ocean. So every night at sunset, you hang out on the porch. It's like appointment viewing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll make a note of that. No, I know you'd rather watch motherfuckers fly around with rockets up their ass and pretend to fight crime. That's cooler to you than enjoying the splendor of what Jesus has given us. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be at home watching the Jetsons. 
<laughs> My gosh. Meet George Jetson. Look at Booker T here. That's like what if you drew a wrestler, mm-hmm. he'd look like Booker T right here. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool to see his evolution too, because he went from being one half and many would argue the best half of the most decorated tag team in WCW history, more than the road warriors, more than the midnights, more than the rock and rolls, more than the nasties, more than the road warriors, more than the Steiners. It was the Harlem heat. And now he's going to be TV champ. I think he's going to go us champ next. And then of course we know. This mm-hmm. whole shooting match comes to an end three years after this, almost to the day. Think about that, Tony. This right. is March 16th and three years and 10 days after this, it's all over. Wow. And he would become a bitter, bitter man who hates everyone forever and ever. Amen. No, I hung out with you, so I can't hate everyone. Oh, you, you only hang out with me when, when it's a paid gig, you make paid appearances only, which is why you know, showed my wedding. Right. Had I booked you, if I'd have paid your appearance fee, you'd have came and done a fucking nitro party in the back of your office. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really like making many appearances anymore. As you know. Wow. Look, man. Shavin. You got a bump too, buddy. Your mom. My mom? Yeah. She dead. Really? Yeah. What died happened? In 1990. What happened to it? Congestive heart failure. Oh, damn. How was she? She was 74. We got to tell TMZ this is breaking news. Yeah. Dad died in 1974 at age 65. And what year? 74. Oh my gosh. How old are you? (laughs) Well, I'm in my sixties, as you probably know, from listening to the open of the show. Feels, feels like you're a lot older. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it probably feels that way to you because you don't know any better. And And as we have well established on the show. You being a millennial wouldn't know anyway. What's your favorite beer? I don't drink beer anymore, but when I did, I drank Miller light only. Okay. Well, there you go. That's pretty cool. I thought maybe you had one of those fancy, you know, micro brews. Oh, I'm not an asshole. Yeah. Al- <laughs> almond chocolate, citrus, IPA lager, periwinkle, butthole juice. Yes. Yeah, something like that. No. Well, those have become, and I've got a son that brews them, but those have become, isn't it crazy? I do you see, are there brew pubs around? Uh, yeah, we got one. That's a, we got them at the lake now too, but there's a ton yeah. in Huntsville. Like Huntsville don't support shit. Like the, we're building this unbelievable amphitheater here. You got to see it, Tony. It's like out of a movie. It's so unbelievable, uh-huh. but supposedly all these big acts and they're booking big acts. They've had yeah. soft ticket sales because. Well, Huntsville just won't support anything, but I always oh. told everybody, Hey man, you want to get people in Huntsville to show up. You want to get all these engineers to show up, park a bunch of food trucks out there and tell everybody you got IPAs. They're on the way. Wow. Well, there you go. You know, it, 
you know what's surprising? In, in my days in, in doing minor league baseball back in the 80s, we, I was in the Southern League when Huntsville first got his team, the Huntsville Stars. It had to be 84, maybe, 83. And they showed up like the first year, and then that was it. And now they got the trash pandas, I guess. Yeah. I wonder if they, I wonder if they're supporting that in Huntsville. No, I mean, you know, they were supposed to open right at the beginning of the pandemic and that didn't happen. Right. So we had this year and it was okay, but I can't Mm -hmm. say that it was like a, I mean, I still think they're, they're in the red. Right. Probably so. I could be wrong. Well, have Jeff Jarrett buy them too. Jeff Jarrett didn't buy anything. Oh, it's a work. No, not like Ric Flair's marriage. I mean, this is okay. real. I'm okay. just saying uh, this is, um, I mean, he is part of the owner, but I don't think he had to, I think they wanted him for promotions and stuff. Yeah. Just figurehead. So to speak. No, no, not Jack Tony. Like I think he has skin in the game. I just don't know how profitable owning a minor league team is. So I don't, it, you know, it can't you, be much at all. So if you're a minority owner in a minor league, I mean, that it's probably not huge, but I do think it allows him to put on his promoter hat. Cause that dude knows how to promote now. Yeah. I would agree with that. I just, you're, you're right about minor league baseball teams. I mean, ever since ML MLB completely screwed up the minors, uh, it, they probably ain't worth a damn in there. They're like, I don't, th- I don't think in the modern era, anybody became rich from running minor league baseball games, but I do think a lot of rich guys own minor league baseball teams. They just happen mm-hmm. to be rich guys who made their money somewhere else. And like this yeah. as a way to tinker. Right. And Jeff Jarrett's one of those rich guys. Uh, he's a tinker. He, he likes to tinker. Speaking of tinkering, you know, we're tinkering today. We've got something kind of cool, especially for a Mark ass bitch like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a trading car collector. Yeah. And but I, 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 you called me a Mark ass bitch. Whew. Was it hot calling the kettle there? King of the marks, but go ahead. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Oh okay. yeah. Did you send me a baseball card for Christmas? No. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you saying? We're doing a What's Jeff Hardy trading card. So there's a really? Jeff Hardy trading card. The first one that I think has ever been offered. That wasn't WWE or, um, TNA branded. I'm sure he's going to uh-huh. have an AEW one, but if you pre-order our pay-per-view event on fight today, as people are listening to this three sixteen, uh, you can go ahead and secure a Jeff Hardy trading card. And as you know, man, you send that thing off and you get it slabbed. It's already going to be rare because we're not selling them. We're not mass producing them. It's just for folks who pre-order you get that thing graded, stick it in the safe. It's going to be worth some money one day. So it's happening at supershowlive.com. myself, Eric Bischoff, Jeff Jarrett, unbelievably Jeff Hardy. And now William Regal will all be there, but this Jeff Hardy trading card, dude, First time something like that's happened. That's awesome. Don't even act that, like it's not impressive. That is great. I'm glad we you, agree. We, you are branching out, buddy. And I'd like to say something here about William Regal. Okay. God, I love him. I was wondering if we were going to bring it up or if you wanted to leave it alone. No, I just do. Well, let's do it. Let's talk about it. I love him. Yeah. And, uh, that, uh, that moment that he and I spent in the ring together on dynamite is going to go down as one of my favorite moments in my career. 
didn't really expect it to go that way, but Lord of mercy, that was wonderful. He has meant so much to the business. He has meant so much to me. He has battled through some demons, as he well mentioned. He's come out ahead, and he is just a good guy to be around. And boy, is he a great pickup for AEW. And that's where I'll leave it. Do you want to comment? I loved it. I thought it was a cool moment. I felt bad that he felt like he had to go apologize on Twitter because it kind of snuck up on me. I thought it was just going to be just another wrestling thing. I love he busted your balls about after all these years, you still haven't found a decent tailor. Yeah. Great stuff. But then dude, when he got upset, like that was real. Yeah, it was real. And that was awesome. Hey, speaking of real, here comes DDP. And this is what I would call the final version of DDP. When you and I first started doing this show, we were watching the old stuff and he'd come out with a toothpick in his mouth, smoking a cigar and chewing gum and sunglasses and earrings. I mean, he had gimmicks on gimmicks on gimmicks. And now it's his own t-shirt, a vest and blue jeans. And this Mm -hmm. is when DDP to me has reached like his peak of coolness. Yeah. And there is, according to you, the now deceased I got to tell him, I need to text him right now. Please. Someone told me he was dead. I'm going to text him right now. He's sorry, man. Sorry to hear you're dead. (laughs) Tony (laughs) just broke the news on our podcast on our show. (laughs) You were a swell guy. Sorry, you're dead. If you can see uh, that, but we ought to we ought to have a, a moment on our podcast where we just call people. You know, just random call people that we know and ask them if they're still alive. Well, now how can you be calling me? Uh, Tony Schiavone told me that you were dead. <laughs> I am dead calling you from the afterworld. <laughs> Who is this? Well, you're a Hogan. I want to kill him. <laughs> hey man, hope you're doing well. We're on the air and I just put that on the air. I hope that's okay. But he just oh, said, well, yeah, he, he said you were dead. And I said, no, he's not. And he's like, yeah, somebody told me he's dead. I said, he's very much not dead. So he's alive and humping, <laughs> alive and humping. That's a new t-shirt. I'll call you later, man. Appreciate you. I'll do it. Thanks, man. So there you go. A little check in alive and humping, not dead, alive and humping. That's tremendous. That is absolutely tremendous. Oh, good guy. <laughs> Live and open. That popped me. Well, didn't know how to kick a guy. Didn't know, didn't need to that size, right? Just, just step on him. Correct. Mm-hmm. How's Dave Silva doing, by the way? You know, he drove 17 hours. 
Yeah, I had sent him. I had sent him a uh, a thing on on Sunday, and it was like, "Hey, dumbass, where's our cover art? Look and pop for the for the diamond cutter, man." You talking about a thing that was over? I'm like, look at the diamond cutter signs when he hit it. It's the most over move in wrestling. Uh, Ron texts me afterwards and says, the only thing dead is my wrestling career. <laughs> Tell him I know, I know what that's like. Tony says he knows <laughs> what that is like. Hey, who else you think is dead? Uh, I don't know. Hey, how about that group text we got earlier where somebody asked for a number and you were like, yeah, I ain't got that. Uh, I had it. Good. Well, you got everybody's number. I think uh, that other party was like, what, how do you have it? Yeah. I think I was trying to do the same thing they were trying to do. You are, you are the wrestling Rolodex is what you are. That roll of something. Working on something pretty cool right now, Tony. Good. Does it involve me? Uh, I know that uh, I can only get you involved if there's a check. I understand. But for the right amount of money, I can put anything on your monitor and you'll say, this is the greatest night in the history of our great sport. And everybody wins. Have you heard me say that on AEW yet? I don't listen to AEW. No. And yes, you do. I turn the volume down unless I've sent you the word of the day. No. And yes, you do. No, I don't. I don't. You a fucking lie. By the way, I really enjoyed the commentary when you guys were doing a pay-per-view the other night mm-hmm. and you referred to Taz as stroke daddy Jones. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've thought about that a lot since I know I mentioned it earlier in the week, but stroke daddy Jones still gets me. Yeah. Did you pick up when Jr. said, what in the hell's wrong with you, mm-hmm. Tony? Yes. Yeah. That's a little inside thing. Uh, that I will not go into that, that I do at the, there's Hoovy juice, baby with no mask. Cause he's a damn good looking man. He is handsome. Little inside thing I do at the table. JR is not privy to it. So he was seeing me. He was watching me thinking, what is going on here? By the way, Meltzer, he's going to be taking Hooventude here. He's going to be taking on Chris Jericho and Meltzer yeah. says Jericho is carrying himself as a superstar. Let's watch the entrance here and track it. Okay. In Denver, Colorado. Home of- oh, never mind. It's that terrible music. But there he is. This is my favorite Jericho. This is when he was about the Jericho holics and mm-hmm. Monday night Jericho. Yeah. It's amazing to think about what if they would have went with him? What if Benoit never left? What if they would have went with Jericho? Would it have made a difference? No. Oh, let's track this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday Night Jericho. That was in the middle of a plug here. You think he cares? Now let's get down. Let's go over the list. Of all the trophies I've accumulated over the last little while, we have Rey Mysterio Jr.'s knee. We have Air Quasi's mask. We've got the cruiserweight belt. And now we've got Dean Malenko's dignity because after he lost his match to me yesterday, 
He took his ball and he went home. And of course, there's my future, which is so bright. I got to wear shades. I am going to be known for generations to come, not as an icon, not as a legend, but as a legacy. Yeah, legacy. My mom is going to be so proud of me. And Malenko, I'm going to take your Texas Cloverleaf, rechristen it the Jericho Maple Leaf, and make it hold 1,005 just for you. Thank you. He is beyond belief, guys. Is he done? Let uh, me say once again, Disco Inferno will be at the box office this Friday in Mankato, Minnesota. With oh, tickets go on sale nice. for Tuesday, April 14th. And Duluth on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. at the deck. Wait, you don't like your shilling for tickets? You're supposed to show for no, tickets. I, uh, that I had to say Disco Inferno's name. Oh. But you you are right. Uh, and, and he was right about he will be a legend and a legacy. And he was right, right? He checked a lot of boxes. Checked a lot of those boxes, buddy. So what are you and Lois going to do for spring break? When is spring break? I love you. Cause that is the joke. You see, cause yeah. you're adults. So mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend of ours the other day. Yeah. He has a much younger girlfriend. Okay. Much. <laughs> and so one day, what's the, well, go ahead and tell your story. And I want to know the difference in ages. I don't know, but it's decades. Oh, a man. Yeah. Okay. So. He calls to check in and I can tell I'm on Bluetooth. He's driving. They're in the car. Okay. And he says to me, Hey, yeah, I'm taking so-and-so here down to such and such. And we're going to make plans to do so-and-so it was a trip he's referencing. Okay. And I said, oh. Where are you taking her for spring break? He about wrecked the car laughing <laughs> and trying to fumble to get the phone off of Bluetooth <laughs> because when you're an adult yeah. spring break is not a phrase you use. It certainly does not designate a certain amount of time, right? When you're an adult spring break is no longer a thing. Cause you've got jobs and shit, mm -hmm. but for him to be dating this younger gal. Mm -hmm. Spring break just got all over him. Oh, got it. We all going for spring break. You could hear like the tire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So stupid ass Dave Silva, mm -hmm. you know, he's been, uh, over here in Alabama for a few years now and right. his parents have come back to visit him here or have come here a few times to visit. Right. And his wife went to visit her family once, but Dave and the kids have not been out to visit her family in a while, okay. like since they left. All right. So he decided, Hey, we're going to drive to visit them mm. because there are no nonstops to San Antonio from here. So you'd have to like fly from Huntsville to Atlanta, Atlanta to San Antonio. Got it. And I don't think the kids have flown yet. And I don't mm. think Dave is really keen on being in an airport with the yeah. little fella. So I get that. Yep. They drove and I said, how long will it take? And he said, 12, 13 hours tops, <laughs> 17 hours <laughs> took him 17 hours. He left here at five 20 in the morning. He made it at 10 44 at night, 17 hours of driving to see his in-laws. Oh, Lordy. 
I, I knew he was on the road because I sent, I think this is what I was going to read, getting ready to say earlier. I sent him a, a text on Sunday and I said, Hey, you know, like I usually say, Hey, dumbass. Yeah. You're real. Where's mean. the, co- where, where's the cover art? He said, uh, well, I'm on the road now. I'll get it to you as soon as possible. So I figured that he was. Well, why did you need cover project. art on a Thursday? That was on a Sunday. I did that. Well, he's, he was not on the road then. That was a straight lie. Oh, then he was. He just what? drove yesterday. As you and I are recording, he, dro- he drove yeah. yesterday. He's just a known liar. He just, yeah. Well. Straight up known liar. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a shirt available in probably his size called ULI at lowestrules.com and that's a very large size by the way not because he's a big guy just ego wise you know big shirt charles robinson on the attack here look at that look buddy at that, look at that hair he looks like I a know. matinee idol i mean that thing like i could see him like a elvis presley tribute band or something yeah Staying right in place. You're right. You are correct, sir. Hey, so you know what? Uh, this show, this show had a lot of, uh, a lot of pretty competitive matches, didn't it? Yeah, it is a good show. And you know, you guys are unopposed because they're showing Moby Dick on the other side. Right. I mean, we got Hooventude and Jericho doing some good stuff. We saw. Fit Finley and Ultimo Dragon. Jeez. Guerrero was great in this match, according to Dave Meltzer. But next up is maybe one of the more memorable moments. I think there's really probably three memorable things that happen on this show. Okay. Maybe four. I consider the uh, Eddie Guerrero t-shirt to be something I'll remember forever. Okay. Uh, So that counts. The Scott Steiner bump into the pool counts. Uh, Nash escaping the giant by doing a cannonball into the pool. That's going to count. Mm-hmm. And then of course the helicopter Jones. Right. Uh, I want to mention <laughs> this is kind of fun. <laughs> wow. Meltzer would write this about Luger. Luger looks like a Greek statue, except a Greek statue has more wrestling moves. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> it just. It was pretty apparent who he didn't like. That's pretty rough. I mean, he's just mean. Yeah, that's right. And it kind of, kind of set the table for mean people on, on the internet, didn't it? Well, if Dave was this way back in 98, Oh wait, this wasn't on the internet. He printed this and mailed it to you in your mailbox. Oh, okay. Well, they read it and they, here we go. He's, he's using the Texas cloverleaf. Like he said, we are going to make it to Texas or make it to Maple Leaf. He's referring to his Canadian tradition. All right. But nevertheless. What a joke. He's got him fished in pretty good. But he's lost the match. He's going to retain the title because of disqualification. No way. He just said what a terrible hell that is. No, no way. That's not going to be a thousand and five. Man, he really came into his own here, did he not? Yeah, he did. He even had the number of wins on uh, on the back of his trunks or his tights. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Knuckle be 1005. No, he's uh, Malenko was calling himself the man of a thousand holds. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Okay. So he's the man of a thousand thousand and four. Yes. Okay. Got it. You know, you would think since you were there and helped write half of this, you'd remember it. Yeah. There's a lot. I do remember. Let's that hear about I it. I don't. Okay. Come on. Here we go. Got a big moment coming up. Oh, we only got about, uh, 20 minutes or so left in the show. Have I, uh, told you about your new favorite song? Don't go there. It's called coochie anthem. Yeah. See, I knew you, I knew it'd be something like that. What? It's from young gravy. I don't, don't want to hear it. Don't, don't play it. Wait, don't play it. You don't like this. Dude. No. Gravy. You know what's gonna happen? Hey, you know what's gonna happen, don't you? You don't like that beat? Steve Kaufman's gonna have a conniption. I don't fucking care what Steve Kaufman has a conniption about. Yeah. And then you're gonna then we won't be able to monetize what we're doing. Well, you know, it would we would be easier to monetize it if you would give a damn and try to be entertaining. Then I'll have to play songs. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to hear those those songs with those those terrible lyrics that you always come up with. Did you just hear, I mean, what, what sounded bad about that? That was a good beat. Oh, well, yeah, it's a good beat. Right. The lyrics going to get you though. <sighs> I know I'm an old guy. I get it, but I got you young man. I know what you're going. I knew it. I know it's going to have some really profanity laced lyrics in there. Cause that's what you like. Profanity. <laughs> Need to get your ass to church on Sunday at the beach. I'm sure they got churches on the beach. Well, I mean, I asked you when you're on pay-per-view, if you go and you said no, so why do I got to go? Well, I do go to church. Hey, what'd you think of, uh, or did you share all of my great ideas with AW creative and, or Adam Cole about the little red wagon? I did not. Hmm. I thought for sure you were going to share the trick or treater line. You know what? <clears throat> I thought about it because I thought it was funny, but I have a feeling that he's read it online. I didn't by then. And I just thought I wouldn't go there. Not only that, because I really like Adam. Cool. Here we go. This really is a cool a spot. <laughs> nice shirt. Go ahead. Do your survey. You dare me? Nice shirt. Hey, yo. Somebody say something about spring break. Tell the party police there ain't no rules. So let's get to it. It's survey time. 
So is everybody here at Spring Break? Are you here to see WCW? Or, or, <laughs> or, or, is everybody here at Spring Break to see the I always like the way Kevin Nash held the microphone too. He tilts it up. Yeah. You're nice to the fat girls over spring break, right? They need a little loving too. Wow. You know, Paige just got done killing one giant here a couple of minutes ago. And last night, anybody that saw the pay-per-view, and there were millions, got a chance to see moi, the big sexy giant killer. <laughs> Do a Mark McGuire imitation and knock him out. He knocked a man out. And you know the funny thing is, I ain't seen the giant all day, and I know he ain't got the guts to show up at spring break, because if he did, I'd give him the proverbial beating of his life. I dare you. I dare you, Kev. <laughs> Feeling pretty good, aren't they? So, giant, if you're anywhere out there, I'm in a real good mood. Me and Scott want to give you a beating. Are you anywhere? Giant? Hey, giant. Hey, giant. That's your cue. Giant. They were so freaking entertaining, weren't they? Oh, giant. Hey, giant, that's your cue. He hasn't got enough to show up. Mm. So here comes the giant who's a baby face and they're booing him because Kevin Nash is cool. Right. And the neck brace is off. The neck brace is off, but I tell you guys. You know, you're lucky I got these flip-flops on, or boy, I'd give you a beating. <laughs> the Giants coming out, but remember, both members of the Outsiders, the World Tag Team Champs, are there. Scott Hall's in the ring, telling Kevin Nash, go get it. We saw what the Giant did a couple of months ago, or weeks ago, just tore the ring down by himself. Come he on, can do it man. again. This is exactly what you knew, guys. You knew they didn't want any part of the Giant. Here he comes. You know, Giants, you're lucky that I'm the 1998 Cannonball Champion of Spring Break. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> only here on Nitro. I mean, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. This is fun and this is entertaining. Mm -hmm. But in your head, are they making light of wrestling? Is it too grab ass or is it just good shit? It's just good shit to me. I think so too. But you know, there were a lot of people who were critical of the NWO in this era and said they did more harm than good. And I think those people are silly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here we go.
That would be NWO member number three to hit the water tonight. I wonder if we can have that fish stuffed. <laughs> well, I was wrong. It does float, doesn't it? Well, biggest grouper. It does float, doesn't it? <laughs> Tony, how are your um how are your BMs lately? Uh I don't have a BMW anymore. No, no. Your a... bowel movement. Wait, you traded it in? You sold it? Oh, I haven't had a BMW in a long time. What what'd you do with it though? I, I, uh, donated it. Oh, there you go. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So who else has high repair bills right now? Oh boy. Michael buffer event tonight. It's tag team superstars versus tag team superstars as the ongoing struggle for power, pride and glory continues between WCW. And NWO. Are you ready? Panama City, FLA, USA. Are you ready? FLA, USA. Can you dip down this part? With a sold out standing room only crowd here tonight. Dip it down. All the way off? Yes. Oh. Oh, I see. Because you're worried he's going to sue us too. And... You know, Tony, why don't we just let you and Bromwell have a crack at this next week? <laughs> no, we're having a good time today. What's wrong with you? No, it's fine. Bring it back up. No, fuck it. It's over. No, man. Anyway, next week, we're going to be talking about destination X 2010. You never saw a TNA oh. pay-per-view. Did you besides no, the ones man. we've seen here? Yeah. I, I, I really, really enjoy the stuff that I've never seen. I really, so I look forward to this. Is that what she told Rebel the first time? You know, I really enjoy this so stuff. So uh, is Billy Gunn part of this? Uh, we'll have Kazarian taking on the Amazing oh. Red, Brian Kendrick, and Christopher Daniels in a ladder match. Okay. Then we'll have Tara take on Daphne. Then we oh, got Rob is... Terry and Magnus. We got the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Mm-hmm. They're going to be taking on Generation Me, a.k.a. the Young Bucks, in an Ultimate X match. Oh, wow. The band, which is Scott Hall and X-Pac, they're going to be taking on Eric Young and Kevin Nash. We'll have Doug Williams wrestling Shannon Moore for the X Division Championship. We've got Hernandez and Matt Morgan taking on Beer Money. Then we've got (laughs) Kurt Angle working with uh, Mr. Anderson. And then in our main event, it's AJ Styles, who has Ric Flair in his corner. Wow. Taking on abyss for the TNA world heavyweight championship. That's all coming your way next week from the impact zone. Wow. It went down on March 21st, 2010. A lot of talent on that team. How about, uh, yeah. a, a very young, young buck match. I mean, 12 years ago, man, I can't wait to see that really. And amazing red who I've always loved. Right. I've seen him before. It's like a cartoon character, man, man. He was. And I've asked about him too. I've asked, uh, Mark Quinn, who's a, you know, big supporter of his. I said, where is he? He said, you know, he just, just not around, man. So if there's anybody that should get another shot, man, why not him? So we got Hogan and, uh, Savage together as a team, right? Let's track it. Cause this is going to be fun. No, okay. we're going to have a fight right here, guys. These two men, the hatred runs so deep because it's ego-driven. 
What man is going to rule the New World Order? Hogan or Savage? That's what it comes down to. And they must coexist in a tag team war here tonight. And not against just any tag team. I don't think they can team. I don't think they can tag in and out. And Bischoff's in the middle because he's the one that signed this matchup. And now, ladies and gentlemen, making their way to the ring, another tag team of superstars representing the honor of WCW. First, wearing black and weighing 261 pounds from the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. He's the man known for his spectacular physical condition, the man known as the master of the torture rack of doom, the man known as the total package, Lex Luger. Hey, Conrad, you want to say hello to Lois? Hey, Lois, what's going on? Hey, Conrad. I can't believe Lois is making a run in. We're excited to have you here. Thanks for being here. Well, I can't see you. Oh. <laughs> I don't I don't have him up yet. Oh. I am real like this. Oh, there you are. Hi. How, How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I didn't expect uh, a Lois run in today, but we're glad we got one. Well, I'm 40 pounds lighter, so I'm I'm going to show it off. Well, congratulations dropping 40 pounds. You could have dropped like 180 anytime you wanted and kicked this turd to the road. Oh, he weighs more than that. Oh. But yeah. Nop, nop, nop. I can't kick him to the road. I put up with him this long. Besides, I don't want to have to train a new one. He's, uh, he's told us earlier in the program that he's looking forward to you making towns with him. And he's uh, hoping that he can have a lumberjack match in y'all's room after the matches. <laughs> what the fuck? He want, he, he told you me. Sp- sick. No, 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 no. No, no, he is sick, not me. He told me uh, yeah. specifically okay. yeah. he wanted Rebel to be on the outside, like pounding the bed, like um, like she would in the ring for uh, oh, for the. Wait, wait, wait. Go, Tony, go. Because he just he just told me, um, was it earlier this morning or maybe it was yesterday evening that he says, you know, we're gonna have to have sex be- before your next birthday because I am not gonna lay a seventy year old woman. Well, I mean, is he saying that it's going to happen one more time ever? Well, if he's going to get it, he better get it before I turn 70. And I turn <laughs> 70 in April. So so the clock is he's ticking. Desperate. Yeah, he's desperate. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll get him some lotion. Okay. Meanwhile, Back to the match. Here we go. It's hey Lois. Are what's we your, talking over Sting's entrance here? We did. Lois, what's your favorite Ed Asner movie? Ed Asner movie. <laughs> Ed Asner movie. It's it, it's got to be his most recent appearance on uh, on a hmm. It was as a, a voiceover. It would be up, huh? but um, he was on a um, one of those dead, Hallmark movies. Dead, no, he was on Dead to Me. Remember? Dead to Me. Mm-hmm. He was in the nursing home. Oh. And he was bitching about everything, which reminded me of you. Oh. Why do you okay, keep him so around and put well, up that just went over like a turn of <laughs> punch bowl. God. I hope you okay. never. I hope you don't. I hope you cut him off. Oh, he hasn't been. <laughs> 
what was it, your 60th birthday? Mm, no. <laughs> Remember Baltimore? Yeah, so your Baltimore birthday, that that's still the record? Oh, yeah, that's uh that was that was my <laughs> never mind. November of twenty twenty. Okay. November of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Is that when it was? Yeah. November oh twenty nineteen, yeah. Yeah, it's the last time I was on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Well, is that the secret? Get you on an airplane and you'll become more agreeable? <laughs> no, take me out of town. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to your okay. wrestling. Okay. Who's going to take Bug to the vet? Uh, vet? I, I'm going to take him to the vet. I'll have time. Okay. All right. righty. Well, here you go. All nice right. talking with you. Good talking to you. to the family. All I'll righty. Hi, Conrad. How about that? A lowest run in. How about that? Feeling good about herself. I told you, man. Really feeling good. And she just great. came back from physical therapy and everything. And and meanwhile, Sting comes down from the the helicopter. Dude, oh, what a really cool entrance we had. But I, I'd yeah. much prefer the run in from Lois because we got great news, man. You're gonna get laid at least one more time. <laughs> Let's not count that until it happens, okay? I like that she even used the phrase, he better get it before April. <laughs> Like there's an expiration date. Yeah, there is. She'll turn 70 on, on April in April 6th. And, and in April, that's when you're like, that's enough. Yeah. I told her, I just, you know, I'd feel terrible about having sex with a lady that old. Why? Just would just feel like I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm not going to have uh, any concern with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure you're not. Well, um, what if he did a couple 35 year olds instead? <laughs> How old is Rebel AEW? Okay. Mm. Anyway, hey, so we got some really star power in this main event. And we have Lex Luger looking like a Greek statue. <laughs> but a Greek statue has more wrestling moves. <laughs> That's right. I mean, but think uh, about what a big match this was. Legitimately. Yeah. Sting and Lex Luger against Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Yeah. You could argue these are the biggest stars of the w- WCW in the 80s, besides Ric Flair, and the biggest stars of the WWF. And here they are in the same ring in Club mm-hmm. La Vila, right. where people are doing cocaine in the bathroom and butt chugging. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you ever do a keg stand? Was that something you ever I, tried? I, no, I, no, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You, you know, where you, you go upside oh. down on a keg and have you ever done a, uh, a funnel? No. Have you ever shotgunned a beer? I don't like beer, but the woman you just talked to one of the greatest beer shooters ever. What do you mean? She shooter? can chug a beer. She can chug a beer as well as anyone I've ever been around. Tony, how is that she, not paying she, dividends for you? What's that? That should be paying dividends for you. Yeah. Well, that's my life. That is, that's, that's my life. Sting, man. I like that hair, buddy. Yeah. He's got good hair here. I yeah, think he had that. Corey Ryan Forrester's wife would refer to him as daddy with the good hair. Daddy with the good hair. Yeah. She would not say that about Randy Savage. Oh, man. Wow. What a story. I didn't even know 
There would be a woman out there want to marry Corey Ryan Forrester. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's daddy with the no hair. Yeah, and, and no brains. Oh my gosh. He's he's smart. He figured out how to turn a bootleg belt into a whole career. Does he still go shirtless on, on social media? Yeah, I have him muted on everything. Yeah, I'm so glad. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. See if I figure you could out. Have him, you could have him muted, and then somebody would screenshot it and say, look at this idiot, and text it to you. And you'd, you'd, you'd open up your phone and go, God. So, so you don't want to see him shirtless? That's the issue? No, I don't want to see him at all. Okay. You Much gotta, less shirtless. You got to get hot. Uh, Hogan's walking. Hogan is walking on this. Validate the tag. I think Savage just validated the tag. Yeah, he just rolled Hogan in. Man, Bischoff looked a little thicker there than normal, too. Yeah, I guess he did. Here we got. Oh, here we go. Savage on the outside rakes the eyes. Meanwhile, Hollywood Hogan got the offense going on the inside. Hollywood Hogan has sent his team right now in the driver's seat. How about this? Just throttling Luger with that chokehold. I'm going to have a DQ here, I guess. Yeah. It's nitro. Not going to have a clean finish, of course. Right. When Hollywood Hogan goes in, Savage and Bischoff having some words on the outside as well. One of the most bizarre tag teams that we've ever seen. Tag team matches that we've ever seen. And bizarre tag teams. How can you plan a move ahead? How can you plan getting a man to fight? Who would you, let's say you were going to be in a wrestling match. Yeah. Who would you want to tag with? You have to pick your own tag team partner and who are you taking yeah. on? Uh, well, it's probably sting. Maybe the macho man. Are you talking about of these four in here or just anybody? I mean, of anybody. Okay. Oh, of anybody. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's. That's tough. Maybe I don't know. Rick Steiner. You want to tag with him? Haku. Probably Haku. Cause I just sat back and watched the ass kicking begin. Although Haku was a pro, you know, look at this man. Whoa. Is this the brother Brudai version? This is the the disciple. The disciple. Okay. This is the one warrior is going to come in and mess up. Oh, oh, we got the warrior coming. Oh, are we going to watch that? Or have we watched it? I think we've watched it. Haven't we? Yeah, it was, it was awful. It, it was awful. And now the NWO has come out. They've thrown the match out. And it's just a pier six brawl. And you're going to hit that line. There you go. There we go. Well, so what do you think? Uh, I'm glad we watched it. I really am good. Uh, good memories and bad memories, but uh, I'm glad we watched it. Well, I'm glad we watched it too. And I'm glad that, uh, sounds like sometime between now and April, Mm -hmm. you might, uh, (laughs) don't. Don't count them chickens before they hatch, feller. You don't think? No. 
I mean, are you going to put any effort into it? No. Okay. Well, maybe she'll just get you the I, lotion that you really probably need. I got video games. I got my dog. I got books. I got to read. Got shows. I got to watch. I just, my life is, my life is, my life has changed, changed, drastically changed. And I, don't, I can't, I don't know why. I don't know why. You got old. Yeah, that's probably the answer. But I still feel, I still feel young. I need to go out and go bike riding on the trails, what I need to do when the weather breaks. But as we're recording today, I've heard that there's a chance of snow in the area tonight here in mid-March or early to mid-March. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get, uh, we got a few counties over here getting covered up with snow, but I need to get out and get on that bike again. Boom, boom, boom. Not so worried about the Peloton that I got over my right shoulder. Over my left shoulder, got the drum kit, got my dog here. That's all I need. That's all I need. A couple of monsters. That's that's all I need. That's all I need. And this and this eyeglass cleaner, that's all I need. And and this Sharpie. That's that's all I need. And and this this and these paper clips, th- that's all I need. Ladies and gentlemen, the jerk. <laughs> But unfortunately, it looks like it's about that time. We are desperately out of time as we head towards April 6th in 2022. And the question is, will he or won't he? And the answer is, who fucking knows? We're desperately out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on Cumulus. But on Mondays, we come to you exclusively on... Put your own patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, add free shows.com. Tony, look up Coochie Anthem because it's your new theme song. Because this is one more for the road, daddy. By now, you know that everything is crazy overseas. And well, that's created some volatility in the market. We actually saw rates tick down a little bit this week. We don't know how long it'll stay that way. All the experts are predicting that there is going to be a rate hike this month in the month of March. Some are saying 25 basis points. Others are saying 50. What does that mean? It means waiting will cost you money. And by the way, I want to mention this is still a once in a lifetime opportunity just based on your real estate values. You see, all of a sudden your house is worth considerably more than it was just a couple of years ago. And as a result, you can use that newfound equity to change your your life. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners take their 30 year loan and pay it off in half the time. And how can they afford to do that without their payments going sky high? We get rid of all their other debt. And I mean it as a heads up. What would you do if you had no credit card debt? Just like that. It was all paid off. How much easier would life be if those car payments They're out of here. No more car payments. That is the story that we're able to help our friends and family with at savewithconrad.com. You see the interest you pay on your credit cards, not tax deductible and sky high. The interest you pay on your car loans, buddy, where is that going? 
What if we could restructure all of your debt, use some of this newfound equity, and at the same time, get you out of debt faster. You see, what we're talking about is reducing the time on your mortgage. Yes, we're going to get you a great rate, but if you're in a 30 year loan, think about what your life looks like 30 years from now, man, life gets a lot easier when you're completely debt free. And that's what we want to help you do. And by the way, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And oh, as a heads up, if you've been thinking, Hey man, I like my house, but my kitchen's kind of outdated. What if we could get you the cash you need to turn your average kitchen into something your wife loves and it wouldn't change your monthly payment at all. Why wouldn't you do that? You see, you'd be reinvesting back in your own property. That's going to make your house worth even more. And oh yeah, you can do it with cheaper monthly payments at savewithconrad.com. Now I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to go check out our reviews for yourself. See what some of our new family members are saying at conradreviews.com. You'll see there we've got over a thousand verified reviews. Our average rating is 4.72. And if we were a restaurant with a thousand reviews and a 4.72 rating, I know where you're eating dinner and I know where you need to do your next loan. It's savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? That's savewithconrad.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 